Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everyone, to the spotlight and shout out to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. I'm sure it's a busy weekend uh, with oh, GCW, yeah. the collective going on. It's a busy weekend in the time of wrestling. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. This is the spotlight. Thank you for joining us. Jensen, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. We are only what? Today's Thursday. So we'll say let's count today. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, only four days away from Cody Rhodes becoming WWE champion, which I'm very excited about. Um, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about for the weekend. A lot of good stuff in like the world of the indie and in the indie scene. We got the collective, we got stuff on IWTV as well. Um, and of course, WrestleMania itself, all the kind of WrestleMania adjacent stuff that, that they do and all the other companies doing stuff. So yeah, a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Also, a interview from uh, Gringo Loco later on that you all can hear. Speaking of shows that are going to be great over the weekend, he's got World on Lucha coming up. So, uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm doing good this morning. How about you, man? I'm I'm doing well. Thursday is basically the start of like everything because all the shows start today. Uh, we have Bloodsport tonight. We have Multiverse tonight. Tomorrow we've got ROH. Um, we have we have Janela's show, and Saturday is obviously NXT and Night One of WrestleMania. Sunday's Night Two of WrestleMania, and then there's uh, a ton of other independent shows uh, stacked in there as well. Those are just kind of I think 
I think the biggest shows of the weekend, I don't feel like that's being too harsh to say all of those shows are probably the most anticipated shows right there. Uh, So yeah, this is the start of it all. It's already been kind of a busy week, a lot of media going on with WWE. So a lot of interviews listened to. Uh, I'm I'm prepared not to sleep for the next four days. Mm -hmm. Steven Jensen, a lot of coffee for the next four days for me. It's, it's fun. It's, it's the most exciting week of the year though. So I can't, I can't complain. We, it's covered professional wrestling for a living. Tough to complain about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, <clears throat> part of me really wishes I didn't have my shoot job uh, for like the next couple of days, just because, you know, in years past when I was doing more full-time content creation type stuff, like more video editing, more just stuff on the MMA side, before I had this other job that I'm doing currently, I, um, I, I the last few years I was able to watch like everything everything that was on iwtv everything that was on the collective um i mean everything and it's a lot of fun if you have that that opportunity i'd recommend uh taking advantage of that like just sit on your couch wherever you watch wrestling invite some buddies over or something whenever they're able to show up and just uh just soak it in this is the best weekend in the world uh, of wrestling Uh, it's it's right now it's starting today um i think the first show is the santino bros show uh, I think at like 2 p.m. Eastern today. Um, I could be wrong, but I I think that's I, I, I there's so much stuff going on because there's also I like I when I keep mentioning this IWTV stuff that starts I believe tonight as well. But the great thing is I have Fight Plus, which I think y'all should as well. I'm not endorsed to say that or sponsored, but like on like seriously like for the the value you get over at Fight Plus, I'm basically just gonna pull that up and while I'm working uh, from home, I'm gonna have whatever's going on uh in in on the indie scene i got multiple screens ready out there um so that's that's what's good for me is like hopefully my work's a little bit slow uh the next few days and i can actually sit there and watch wrestling while i'm on the clock hopefully a little bit so um looking forward to that but it's just the best time like just this basically what y'all got to do is i don't know if anyone has like a consolidated like schedule of everything that that's out there um but i would uh, um and just start googling like gcw collective iwtv wrestlemania wrestlemania weekend and just trying to find everything going on right now all this all the streaming and and, and yeah this this really keeps saying it but this really is the best we playing all year so it it 100 is and and it kicks off i think there were actually shows last night and now there's going to be obviously a lot more starting today so plenty of wrestling out there for you it's so weird because it it, it used to be like friday saturday sunday then it like bled into like thursday now it's like wednesday now it's almost like a whole week of of wrestlemania so yeah yeah, you're you're right there's probably stuff i've I've actually already missed so yeah there there's already stuff that started last night and it used to be i remember i went down there for mania 30 and like there wasn't a whole lot going on like wrestlecon super show was like the biggest non wwe thing and that's still that's still happening as well uh i think that's tonight too uh so you know you can watch wrestlecon super show tonight so that was like the biggest thing going on and it feels like the year or two after that was when it really exploded with a lot of independent shows and then of course once wwe moved to two nights then it was like oh well now basically saturday nights off the table because there's a wwe show running so now we've got to start even earlier because uh wb is taking up saturday night for us so yeah that now it starts basically on wednesday night uh nowadays and then thursday like sort of big show start where before it was basically eh, friday was more of the uh 
was more of when the the big show started guys before we get into things couple couple business items to take care of we don't have official spotlight topics this week we kind of we were gonna make this little free free flowing talk about just everything going on this week talk about what you guys want to talk about as well so leave us a comment in the chat if you leave a super chat that that's much appreciated that helps support fightful helps support the show helps support jensen and i uh so we appreciate any of the super chats so let us know what you're looking forward to on wrestlemania weekend whether it's something from the independence something from roh something from multiverse or something from you know wwe uh since it is their weekend we wouldn't be doing this without them so let us know what you're looking forward to in the comments or in a potential super chat. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the great folks over at Wrestle Rumble. Uh, great friends Matt and the guys over there. Um, head over to WrestleRumble.com. Sign up. Get an entry into their WrestleMania Pick'em. And we will be giving away entries on this show as we have done in the past. If you would like to enter, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. That's all you got to do. Just put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. You are officially entered. We will do the drawing at the end of the show, around 11 o'clock, uh, once Jensen has to take off, and you'll be entered into the Wrestle Rumble WrestleMania Pick'em. First place gets $1,000. All right, folks, free entry, and you could potentially win $1,000 for nothing just by picking the WrestleMania matches. So leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Get a free entry. Then head over to Wrestle Rumble. Uh, if you do not win, sign up, get an entry, do your WrestleMania Pick'em, potentially win $1,000. <clears> And also, I want to add that they also have the classics, uh, their belt giveaway going on this weekend as well. So for only $1 entries over there, they're giving away, uh, someone's going to win two classic tag team title belts. Someone's going to win the winged eagle dual plated title belt, and someone's going to win the intercontinental championship. So they're giving away all those world title replicas as well over there at WrestleRumble.com this weekend. So get in on the contest for the pick them, and then also throw a couple bucks in there because you might wind up winning hundreds of dollars worth of I mean, look at our friend Cher. She's covered like Ultimo Dragon and belts that she's won in raffles from WrestleRumble.com. The prizes are real. Check them out. So, yeah, once again, thank you to WrestleRumble for being a part of the show, as always. Yes, uh, shout out to WrestleRumble. And, you know, you can go back in, in time, uh, not technically, but if you if you search for a WrestleRumble interview, we did talk to Matt. Um, we did talk to Matt God, about a year ago now. It's already that long, the show yeah. this long. Yeah, it was yeah. it was sometime last year. Um, but we did talk to Matt last year. You can learn the origin of Wrestle Rumble and everything like that. Matt is a great, great dude. Uh, he actually messaged me about the Lakers getting uh, trading LeBron James to the Mavericks uh, yesterday. <laughs> this is a very off base rumor that's definitely not happening. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into it. It's Mania week. Uh, we got Shot Town Spurs. I mean, we gotta we gotta mm. start. We gotta start here. Sorry, Codelander. Honor is stealing the weekend. I know not for you, Stephen Jensen. You are a big ROH fan, but this weekend it's all it's all about adrenaline in your soul. Yeah. New coming, yeah. new undisputed WWE champion, Cody Rhodes. Uh absolutely. And you know, to be to be fair though, from top to bottom, you're just looking like on paper at the best card of the weekend. I I mean, Supercard of Honor, like that very well could be the best show of the weekend like start to finish the eight matches that they have like officially on their, on their card. So I'm actually not going to like disagree with Shy town Spurs to be completely honest. Like, I think that, um, I think that that show, I think super card of honor will, could potentially be the best show of the weekend, but the biggest moment, obviously the thing I'm the most looking forward to, of course I'm repping for the roller coaster right now, as always, I got to have my Cody Rhodes stuff on ready to go supporting, um, it's one of those things, though, man. Like my friend, 
it's funny. So I have I have my brother and my buddy Hughes. But Hughes comes over for AEW most Wednesdays. He was here last night. He's gonna come over for night night two of WrestleMania. I think my brother is as well. But they're they were both like, listen, man, like if you don't want us to come and you just need to like watch this alone, like we get it because they're like, if he loses, we don't really think we want to be around you if he loses, you know, like and I and I was like, dude, I'm gonna be crying either way. I'm gonna be crying. It's either gonna be victory tears or like I'm gonna never watch. Here's the thing. I might never watch WWE be again, regardless. Cause either way, like Cody winning the title is, is peak. Like that's, that's like, it's, I don't know if it's going to get better than that. I've, I've been waiting for something like this for you know, 30 years of watching wrestling. So it's like the brink of like, where's it go from here? But then the, the optimism there is like, okay, now he's got the title. I'm looking forward to this world title run. So I'll be watching raw every week with him as the champion. So it sucks me back in big time as a fan for the WWE. If he loses, I have no reason to watch the show ever again. Like, if you're not going to go all the way with him now, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? So, um, yeah, this is humongous. Uh, we're probably going to need to, like, like uh, smash proof my place a little bit. Maybe, like, move some of, like, the, oh. the glass. And, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be intense, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. There's been a lot of people who reached out to me, like, dude, you have to record something while yes. you're watching that match. Um. I mean, I I guess I could, or I could tell, like, I could ask, like, one of my buddies. If, if I, I know I'll be watching with some, at least a few people. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask them to, like, record me during it at some point, too. But I don't I don't know, man. I'll definitely record a reaction right afterwards, for sure. Win or lose. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the big moment of the weekend for me, obviously. That's the big, that's the big moment of me as, like, a wrestling fan. Like, I mean, it's... This is huge. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And this seems like the fan base wants it. You know, that these he's super over. The story's been great. Roman's been incredible, like as a champion. It's just at some at some point someone's gotta beat him and they just have no better opportunity than Cody right now. They just and I don't think they're going to have a better opportunity anytime soon. So like this is this is just it. But um but once again, there's a lot of other great stuff this weekend. I'm not going to sit here and just say, like, it's the weekend's only about Cody Rhodes. There's a lot of great wrestling. I'm going to be watching a ton of stuff. Like I said, I'm pretty sure at 2 p.m., I'm pretty sure at 2 p.m., the, there's a GCW show, like, this afternoon. And I can't wait. I, I, I get really excited about that. I love afternoon wrestling. I love afternoon wrestling, especially when I have to be working a real job. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully I can keep an eye on it, you know, keep, keep me entertained throughout the day. So, um Man, and then like, like Sean's out in LA now already, right? Yeah, so, like we got like fight fightful's touch ground over there. I'm sure Will's out there. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. So like that's uh, yeah, this is this is a great weekend for and and by the way, make sure to put your uh your questions and stuff in the in the chat because me and Jeremy will we want to know what you what y'all are looking forward to this weekend. We want to elaborate on that too. Got a few super chats as well. Thank you. Are do you take it as serious as like will you like be super upset if Cody loses, like because yeah, I no, like, I'll never watch the show again. Yeah, like I'm serious. I'm very serious about that. Like I'll be really, really, really angry if they don't do this. So you take it as serious as like sports because I'm I'm definitely this way with, with like real sports. Like if, if my team loses, I'm like no, I I just can't. Like I'm I'm walking the streets. I, I'm I'm punching things. Like I get very. The wife is like I'm not coming near you right now. Your team just lost the playoff game. Like I, I can't do any of that. Uh, like you take it that serious of like, you're going to be, you're going to break stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I, I hopefully won't break stuff. Cause I don't want to like ruin anything. That's like actually important, <laughs> you know, but like, 
No, seriously, because even <clears throat> even with my Minnesota Vikings, like my expectation level, I guess, is so low that I like I want them to win a Super Bowl. That's like one of my outside of this Cody thing. My biggest goal as like a fan of anything is the Minnesota Vikings winning a, a Super Bowl in my lifetime because they've never done it before. And um, but every time that they get knocked out of the playoffs, like the first round, usually like this past year. I, you know, it hurts and I'm bummed out and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, kind of like you, like I'm kind of you know, walking the streets type thing, you know, it's kind of like, you know, don't bother me for a second, but like, this will be a lot worse than that. Like this will be, yeah, this will be a lot worse if Cody, if Cody doesn't win this title. Um, I, it isn't just I, about me and my fandom. It's like, if you're not going to do this now, what the hell are you doing? You know, like right. there's no other, like if you weren't going to go with Sammy, Right. Like I'll, I'll even give Sammy the credit there. Cause I was obviously very pro, you know, don't give the title to Sammy wait on Cody. But like, if you were, if you're going to squander that and then also not go through with Cody and then it's like, Oh, you know what I mean? Then, then, what? you know, and, and also with the whole bloodline story, like obviously Sammy and Kale are going to have to win the tag titles. Like this whole thing, this whole finish the story thing isn't even just about Cody. It's like this, this whole thing, like this whole thing needs to be uh, put a bow on it. And then we're, then we have a new landscape of the company with like baby face champions for the first time in a long time. And like, it's just going to be something different, you know, roll with it. And then when Roman comes back or whatever, like he's going to still be Roman Reigns and he's still going to be, he's even going to be at a higher status level. He's going to be more like a Brock Lesnar where if he wants to come in and work less often, He's just going to be treated like an even bigger and bigger superstar and attraction. Like, so Roman Reigns is a made man forever in the WWE already. You got to get Cody there now too. You got to have other people that you can get to that position. And Cody's the only person you got a shot with right now. Outside of like kind of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like kind of what they're doing with them as well, but it's all tied together to this. Um, But yeah, once again, like, yeah, if, 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 I can't say like definitively I'll never watch WWE again. It would be hard not to because we cover it here on the show. But that'd be the only reason I'd be watching would be specifically like what you told me we're going to talk about on the show today. And then I'd go out of my way to like watch clips of that so we could talk about it. But I would probably never watch like a full episode of Raw or SmackDown ever again. And I, I don't know if I'd ever watch the, one of the premium live live events. Like I, I just, yeah, that, that's, that's how that's how invested I am in the whole thing. And the thing is like, I know I'm extreme in that there's a lot of fans I feel like they feel the same way where it's like it, they they yeah I mean I'll I'll take your opinion on it do you do you feel like they have to put the title on Cody there really is no other like there's no one else that can do it the time's right it's been 3 years with Roman as the champion it's WrestleMania everything is lined up to where it's like this is the time this is the guy if not him do you have any any other scenario that you can see play out that actually pays this off as well as it could right now. I mean, it should have been Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. We're saying where we are right now. Like, like we got to get past that. Like, okay, where we are right now. Like, because uh, I've heard people throughout the year, they're the idea of like, well, what if Cody loses at WrestleMania, but then like he wins at SummerSlam or something that's like that. Like, no, it's not. That's, that's not the same. It's devaluing it. Look at Lex Luger. I keep pointing back to Lex Luger in the WWF because I think it's really important to in this scenario. There's a lot of similarities. They didn't go all the way with Luger, and it, it killed him. So, like, you know, they can't do that with Cody. They just can't. You can't put out the WrestleMania 7 Hulk Hogan holding the flag thing, and, like, they don't go through with Cody. You know what I mean? Like, it's he's their, he's their new face of the, of the company. I mean, it's, it is what it is. 
Um, and he's got to win. He's got to win at WrestleMania. It's 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 way too important. So, uh, Chris says Cody's gone from minus five hundred favorite to or minus five fifty to only minus five hundred now. Is this indicative of Reigns retaining? Forgive me, I'm not a betting person. Well, if you would like uh, a betting odds preview at twelve o'clock on Fightful Overbooked, myself and Jarrett Bailey, our betting odds preview goes live. I actually thought he was a lesser favorite than that uh it, it could be indicative that, that reigns is retaining it could be that so much money has come in on reigns that's a that's a bit, pretty big shift um it could be that so much money has come in on reigns that it shifted the odds there's a little bit of a groundswell for reigns retaining and i think it's i i honestly think it's just people trying to be contrarian and talking themselves into oh a thousand days they need to hit a thousand days type of thing i'm i'm completely with you jensen like this is the time to do it this is the person to do it you're not gonna have a better opportunity than this with cody yeah cody's at minus 500 right now reigns is at plus uh 300 uh you're not gonna have a better opportunity than right now with cody rhodes i can't see another scenario of okay well if it's not cody then, then who is it like kevin and sammy are the closest but they've already they've been beaten by roman so it, it's gonna be tough to heat them up to the point that Kevin was at at the Rumble or Sammy was at at the Elimination Chamber. I don't know if you can heat them up to that level again because Sammy, where he was at Elimination Chamber, that was like all-time heat right there. And you're not going to get that in like Detroit. Sorry, Detroit. Uh, And same with Cody. Like you're not going to get, if he loses this, like you're not going to get that heat all the way back for for, for SummerSlam because I think you're right. It is a very much a Lex Luger scenario where you've built this to this point right now and if it doesn't happen there's a good chance the fans are it's just a giant groan and it's just you know what why why do we care at this point like what's the point of this and there's nobody else on that roster at least at this moment it's like yeah this is going to be the guy drew it at clash of the castle was another opportunity that that's a level of heat you're just not going to get anywhere else who's from is eminem going to come in and win this thing at, at a summer posse in detroit Let's not do that. Uh, Those guys are workers, brother. <laughs> they are. They actually are. Uh, didn't yeah. they win the, the WCW tag titles? I don't think they ever held the tag titles. in WWE. They definitely wrestled for WCW and WWF. I don't remember yeah. them actually holding the belts. But the thing about them, I will give them a lot of credit because they get they get clowned on a lot, pun, t- pun intended. But, <laughs> but honestly, like for people who don't know, those two guys were backyard wrestlers like before they ever were known in music. Like they're lifelong wrestling fans, and they're 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 the ICP gimmick. Like that's a straight up wrestling gimmick. Like they that's wrestling that that them painting their faces and stuff. And um and to be fair, they were never pushed into the mainstream. They were never like you had to go so far out of your way to listen to ICP CDs. They they were like blocked away in their own little area of like the the record stores and like covered up in like black tape and stuff. Like you had to really go out of your way to to seek out the ICP, and they were constantly attacked by all the parents groups and 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 the 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 regulatory systems and they were always just getting shit constantly by everyone and they were over here in their own corner like you know we're like the weirdos doing our own thing like leave us alone but they were always massive wrestling fans so i always give them credit like i'll never i'll never like roast someone for you know doing something that they've always dreamed of doing like if someone's going to give you an opportunity of being like hey you want to be on wwf television you're the icp like i don't fault you for saying yes you know what i mean um so i want to throw that out there too like 
the ICP, I actually have a lot of respect for those guys for like what they've built for themselves with like such a niche kind of audience and, and type of music. Um, they, they can't they can't win the the titles in Detroit. They claim Detroit, but they live twenty miles away, so they can't win in Detroit. <laughs> oh, okay, technicalities. I see, but um. But yeah, I mean, no, you're you're right. There's just no other. There's no other option. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense for them to do anything else. The Drew McIntyre thing was even stranger because after he lost, he was just out there like singing with Tyson Fury, like on. A, he was like like singing to the crowd. I was like, what the hell is yeah, this? That like, he doesn't even doesn't even seem upset about losing. Like what? This, <laughs> he just lost the biggest match of his life, and he's he's Man. out here singing. Like it's like he's having a good time. I thought that was really weird. Um. Anyways, D-Lo Diggs says the whoa pop will be loud. Are you going to mm. scream it in your house? Jason? Yeah, my neighbors will be hearing that. Yeah, I do that. I do that as a bit just to piss off the wife because she's not a fan of it. Yeah, it's awesome. Caden says I'm on the flight to L.A. Excited for this weekend. Have fun, Caden. Nice. I yeah, hope, have a good time, man. I hope nobody punches you in the face. If you see Caden, please do not punch him in the face. All right. Don't do that. Please do not do that if you see Caden there, okay? Uh, Antoine says, Cody and the White Sox both winning this weekend. It is baseball uh, opening uh, opening day today. Mm-hmm. And Gray says, we would all get so mad at part-time champ Brock. No different with Roman. Champs need to be there, Raw especially. It's Cody's time. That's the other big argument for Cody is like he's going to – you know, do the 365, 24-7 schedule, be there every week, make all the towns, brother. And Roman, of course, hasn't done that for uh, a couple years now as his champion. So that is a big argument in, in favor of Cody. And I don't disagree with that. I don't need Cody wrestling every week as champion. Like, no offense to Ludwig Kaiser. I don't need him wrestling random matches against Ludwig Kaiser as the champion. I think there's a healthy balance between what Cody probably wants to do of wrestling every week. And then what Roman has done of wrestling every other month. Uh, I think there's a balance there. As long as he's wrestling at the pay-per-views every month, he makes the towns cool. And maybe a special match here too uh, on Raw or SmackDown go for it. But I don't need him doing like title matches every week. Do, do some tag matches. If you need to do some six man matches, if you need to, I don't need the champion just out there every week competing, though. But Cody, crazy person, he's probably going to wrestle on NXT the the two days after he wins the title. That'd be sick because he never wrestled on NXT before. There's only real like NXT appearances to my to my knowledge. I think was just when he would show up for the Dusty Cup to like present it because he never he was you know NXT wasn't a thing yet when he got called up from OBW at the time. So. Do you think um, he, he goes he goes to NXT in front of the, the PC crowd and he's like, so this is the house my father built. And then he, he talks about the statue. He's like, I walked into this building. You got to do the flex, uh, fluctuation with Cody's voice of like, you know, very low and everything. I walked into this building and my father, he wanted to be here because I was on the road and he didn't want to support me. I guess he wouldn't say that because his father did support him. But he took all of these kids here, the Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns. If he was here, he'd be working with the Braun Breakers and the Carmelo Hayes. I'm here to work with them now. I'm here to see the hollowed ground that Dusty Rhodes built, this performance center that Dusty Rhodes helped build, this statue that stands outside this building of my father. 
I am here to see what all the hype is about here at NXT. I think that's what Cody Cody's going to do on NXT. And then Carmelo Hayes comes out and they just recreate the Adam Cole ruthless, ruthless aggression promo. And we get Carmelo Hayes and Cody Rhodes NXT Tuesday night for the undisputed WWE World Championship. There you go. Just sold sold some uh, USA viewers right there. You're welcome. There you go. I think it'd be cool to see Cody and NXT having some sort of story like that. The whole, the whole Dusty's Kids story. I actually think that'd be pretty entertaining. That's I don't the whole really... story they've been telling. Seth no, Rollins, that's the like, kids. Roman Reigns, that's the kids. But I also, you know, and he also said like, he doesn't want to bring up Dusty anymore. I think the only other kind of like Dusty reference we're going to get at all is he'll hit like the like the Dusty, you know, the the bionic elbow, you know, he'll do that. Oh, like yeah, the crowd will go crazy. I think I'll probably hit that right before he hits the crossroads. It'll be like one of those kind of things. Um, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. This is my favorite thing about Cody. He did all both of these reigns and Cody. I said it after their first promo, like facial ticks. They do some mm-hmm. great facial ticks. Just, <sighs> just, ah, just the biting <laughs> and everything. Yeah. This fantastic facial tics on these men. That's real acting right there, Steven Jensen, when you can do the facial tics. Yes. Great storytelling. <laughs> uh, what else is everybody looking forward to as we go into WrestleMania weekend? We all agree Cody Rhodes is going to win. Steven Jensen is going to take the biggest victory lap of all friggin' time next week. So everybody yes. get excited for that when jensen is here i'm sure just decked out are you gonna get like the tattoo like can you can you wear can you like wear it can we do that i I mean if i i'd have to like get it off like the website i think that they sell it now don't they they have like decals and stuff yeah just like print just like printed i have i have one printed it's over there but just like print it and just like you know tape it to your face i'll figure something out soon i have some cody inspired ideas I'll do that. Carry this show here for a second, Stephen Jensen. You do that right now? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let me know in the chat what you guys are looking forward to. I'm going to, you know, kind of on the WWE topic and uh, talking NXT a little bit. We have NXT Stand and Deliver coming up. That should be a really good show. Um, got some good stuff on there that I'm looking forward to. I uh, I really like that North American Championship uh, Fatal 5-Way match. I think that's going to be really good. I, I think Ilya Dragunov should win that, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. I was a big dragon off guy when he was in NXT UK. Here we go. We got Cody or we got uh, wow. There, there we go. Right over your eye. Yeah, you can't really see. There we go. Everybody support the American nightmare. Cody Rose. <laughs> this is a giant Cody face tat. That's what we need. He should have gone yeah, face tat. He should have uh, gone yeah. face tat instead of uh neck tat. That story is so funny, too, where he's like, yeah, I probably should have said something about halfway through. Like, I could kind of feel it was, like, a little bigger than what I was expecting. But I don't know how that even happens. How, like, how you can... They put the stencil... They put, like, the thing on you before they tattoo you and, like, let you look at it and everything. So you know how big it's going to be. But, like, I I don't know. Um, That's a great logo. Dude, there's a very real chance I get that logo tattooed on my body. Like, I'm there's there's a tattoo I want to cover up on my arm anyway that I'm like, I might as well just do it with that. So... Um, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've, soon enough, like, especially if Cody, if Cody loses though, I'm going to like, I don't know what happens because I'm just going to be like, what, what, anyway, because I always said like, I won't, I've never gotten a Minnesota Vikings tattoo. I won't do it until they win the Super Bowl. You know, Cody's well, kind of the same way. He's got to, he's got to win the big one here. Well, yeah. all right. I mean, that's going to happen. Cody's going to win the WWE title for the Vikings win the Super Bowl. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. It would have been great if both happened this year, but it's okay. I'll take 
this is this is the closest thing I'm gonna get to anything like that. So Brent says Vikingo and Kota Ibushi are each wrestling twice this weekend. Vikingo's wrestling a couple times. Like mm-hmm. he's oh yeah, then he says at least twice. Kota Ibushi, so he tweeted that he re-injured his shoulder. Uh, it sounds like he's still going to wrestle. The match against Speedball is tonight at Bloodsport, and then the match yeah. against Janela is uh, tomorrow night at, at Spring Break. It sounds like he's still going to push through it. He said he was like second day. I'm doubtful, but I didn't know if Kota Ibushi can be tough to decipher sometimes. Uh, I didn't know if that means like, oh, it's like day two of this injury, and like I'm a little bit doubtful, or day two, which would be the Janela match. Like I'm doubtful I can wrestle in that match. I'm not getting my hopes too, too high when it comes to Ibushi, at least with the Janela match. Sounds like he's going through with the speedball match. How it's going to be, I don't know. I love Kota Ibushi, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers to watch, just because I love his style, and now he's going to have apparently a more like MMA style. Uh, But he hasn't wrestled since October 2021. He's been off the entire year. Apparently his shoulder is now banged up again. Speedball is great. The, the blood sport style is going to be a little bit different. Can't do, you know, we're not going to see the typical kind of Kota Ibushi. Hey, let's do some crazy stuff off the uh, top rope, off the apron, things like that. It's going to be a different Kota Ibushi. I'm interested to see how it looks, but I, I don't know the condition he's in with this news that he's re-injured his shoulder. What about you, Jensen? Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting thing to point out. I mean, I, I'm very much looking forward to what he has scheduled with uh with Bloodsport uh, against Speedball, and of course against Janela at Spring Break. Um, so yeah, I mean, this obviously this this that's the one thing with Coda, right? Is like injuries and time off and stuff is like it just always feels like his momentum is just constantly stopping and starting. But he's so damn talented, and he has so much so much lore uh, amongst so many of the current talents, of course, you know, Kenny Omega and the Bucks and everyone in AEW, especially, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously looking forward to, to that. Well, as someone that, uh, something else I'm looking forward to, by the way, that just made me think of this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer, A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. About this. <clears throat> Someone that, um, that Kota Bushi has wrestled before. Are you familiar with Yoshihiko? heard of yoshihiko yes. yoshihiko's wrestling cole radrick on uh yeah that's the which... that's the doll right yeah the love yoshihiko doll the doll yeah yeah so like yeah cole radrick's wrestling yoshihiko on uh which is it on spring break i'm getting all the shows mixed up i think um, it's the, isn't the ddt show sorry yeah it's on the sorry I'm, of course yeah of the dd the gcw versus ddt show that's 100 yeah. what the one it's happening on um that's the one thing about the the collective that i do want to point out that I'm I'm not necessarily disappointed in, but I've noticed is, and this is a discussion I think is worth at least bringing up. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of the independent scene. I cover it for the weekender. It's the mo- most of the wrestling that I watch that I consume is independent bro- pro wrestling. But a lot, and this is kind of to my point of like not remembering which, what's on what show, there's a lot of overlap, which you're going to expect to a degree yeah. on, on a weekend like this. Like everyone's in the same town, but one thing I'm a little bit concerned about just a little bit is I wish there was more kind of lesser known unknown indie talents on more of these shows, because a a lot of these cards are a lot of the same people. And a lot of them are already known in like our circles. Now the key there though, is our circles. Cause they're there. These are still like, there's still going to be a lot of people that like I talk about every week that the general or casual, you know, fan that goes out to WrestleMania they probably still don't know about. So like they, so to a lot of people, they are still discovering these people for the first time. So like, I, there is a lot to say about that, but from like my perspective, I've always wanted to see kind of like who's up next or like see someone really get over in front of like a big uh, state on like a big stage kind of out of nowhere. I, um, I wish there was more, I wish there was, I wish there was less, I wish there was somehow there was more names on there that I knew less about, but like most of it is like, you know, people we cover often which once again is great and it's going to get them out there more to like people who don't know about them because there's plenty of like wwe fans that don't but i just wanted to put that out there this year i just noticed that more than re- than recent years usually there was more of a mix of like who's this person who's that person where's this person from and then like they have these like breakout matches and you're like oh damn okay you got a new name on the indies now that we all got to look out for so just want to throw that out there that's really more so like the state of the current indie scene i'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying it's something i noticed this year I feel like it's been the case for a couple years, honestly. Like who who broke out last year? Like Speedball had the biggest year and Speedball was was kind of new just because he hadn't been in the US for a while. He finally got uh all the visa situation cleared up and everything, but he had signed with Impact before the collective of everything last year and you know a couple years ago, I guess a couple years ago it didn't really really happen because of uh covid and everything they still tried to do stuff two years ago in, in tampa but it it felt like a lot of the, the same guys and then obviously the year before nothing happened because covid did shut everything down it but it has felt like that for a few years now where like we haven't had the super just like oh this guy really broke out and and now like he, he's the next big thing like everybody's pointing of like oh but kingo is gonna have the best weekend oh, probably like everybody knows the Kingo 
Vikingo just having a bunch of great matches is cool. They are going to be great matches, but it's not going to, Vikingo is not going to be in really a better position coming out of this weekend than he was entering this weekend because he's already wanted by AEW and WWE. He, his stock isn't going to be boosted because he has great matches this weekend. There's a lot of people where like they might only have one match, so it's tough to like boost the stock and everything, or they're just going to have like, a lot of matches that honestly, unfortunately, just going to get overshadowed. Like if you do want to try to break out, you're probably not getting the opponent to to break out with. And by the time you do, it's like, oh yeah, remember that match? Like it was cool. It's just going to be overshadowed probably by 10 different Vikingo matches, by some Abushi matches, uh, you know, by everything ROH has going on and, and things like that. So yeah, it's really tough to break out. And I feel like it's been like that for honestly, a, a couple years now. It has, but at the same time, there's still, and I have to go back like a couple years for this, but there was still been people that were kind of like, you know, popping up on shows, but weren't really like as known nearly as, it's hard to explain. Like there were like over past years, there's been guys like, you know, that are really well known now, like Jack Cartwheel and Ninja Mac, like these kind of guys who like ASF, like these kind of guys who like were kind of popping up on GCW shows, but then they get in front of, this like WrestleMania weekend audience and all of a sudden like now Ninja Mask getting booked in Japan because of like all the eyes and all this stuff. And, you know, so that's kind of more so what I mean. And, and like for this, for this weekend, for instance, um, like, uh, like here's a good example. Someone like uh, Titus Alexander, we both know him really well, but like he's still slept on, I think in the grand scheme of things and like yeah. Andy's. I think he'll have a humongous weekend this weekend. Like he'll break out big time. He's wrestling on a, uh, which card is he on? He's on the, the Jimmy Lloyd show against Cole Radrick. They've wrestled each other before plenty of times. Like this will be an awesome match. So, I mean, there are going to be people that are going to break out, you know, like Starboy Charlie a couple years ago was kind of the same kind of way. But um, I know what you mean though. It, it, there, I, 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 I agree with you. It's just, there's also like, I guess kind of my thing is like, you know, there's a lot of guys like we've interviewed in like the Southeast, especially, but that's just more so because I'm, I'm from that area. But like, you know, if there was like a Hunter Drake or like a Derek Neal or like, you know, something like that, there isn't someone like that on on these GCW weekend shows, you know. So so here's my thing, by the, by the way, guys, uh, if you're if you're here, if you weren't at the start of the show, we are sponsored by Wrestle Rumble today. Leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Get a, a potential free entry into their WrestleMania pick'em. That's all you got to do. Leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. So here's my thing with like a, a Titus Alexander. He has from from what I'm seeing two matches. He has the the Cole Radrick match at, at the GCW show, uh, Jimmy Lloyd's GCW show, uh, Friday morning, and then he has again a match against Michael Oku, who is is fantastic, mm-hmm. and that's at the Prestige show um, on on Friday night. Both those matches should be good. It, but it's two matches. Um, the the prestige show is up against the ROH show, so who knows like how many people are going to be to be watching that Friday morning that show, the Jimmy Lloyd show. That's not up against anything, so maybe that's a really good spot to where hey, did you watch this show this morning? But morning can be tough in, in that sure. by the end of the night, you know, you you got SmackDown, you got ROH, you you got Janela's show. It's like eh, by the end of the night, like I don't remember this match because i actually really like this jimmy lloyd show where you've got like jack cartwheel against you mentioned uh hunter drake starboard charlie against alec price titus alexander cole radrick like we've interviewed uh all those people outside of jack cartwheel and i i did 
Starboy on my own, but uh, everybody else, they've been on this show and Jack Cartwheel, that might be next week. Um, you know, there's a lot of good, good people on this show. And but by the end of the night, it's like, are we going to remember this stuff? Because there's just so much going on and it feels like a lot of it's just going to get lost in the shuffle. Which is fair, which is totally fair. You know, I'm just kind of throwing out the, just kind of the idea that like, I wish there was less, I wish there was more people on these shows that I didn't know as much about. It's all, it's really all I'm, no, I'm with you. Um, but, um, but no, I know what you mean. I mean, obviously stuff is going to get lost in the mix. There's so much wrestling. Not everyone's going to be able to watch everything. Um, and not everything's going to get the, the spotlight that it, like it probably should, you know, stuff will definitely get overshadowed, especially depending on when, when the shows are and, and running up against other shows. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's a ton of great stuff. These shows are stacked. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of overlap. You're seeing a lot of the same people on a lot of the same shows. And it just is what it is. Like, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, once again. Okay. So how do we, like, how do we fix this? Do we need less shows being run? Do do promoters, do promoters need to diversify like who they're actually booking for these shows like they don't what, what do you do to like fix this well they, it's not something they need to fix i don't think necessarily like i'm just saying like personal preference because i think what they're doing is actually the smartest thing they can do they're putting names that most people are going to know on shows and selling tickets and, and selling streaming like i think it's i think it's actually smart i'm just saying like what they will to answer your question what they have to do for like for me like for what i'm talking about would they would just have to essentially invite people that people don't know as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly that simple. I know it sounds very basic, but like, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, um, but once again, it's like, if you have the option of, you know, bringing in two cold Scorpio or bringing in, you know, someone only a hundred people have ever heard of that works, you know, in India in a bar, like I get why you would bring in Scorpio. You know what I mean? It's like, it's obvious why you would do that. And the you know and, and I love Two Cold Scorpio. He's just a random example I'm bringing up of like a veteran everybody knows. But like for instance, like they're like uh, on for the culture, they booked uh, Scorpio versus Brian Keith. That's gonna be one of my favorite matches of the weekend. I can tell you right now before it even happens. I'm gonna that's I, that's gonna be incredible. Um, Brian Keith is a guy who still hasn't broken out to like his his full uh, ability, full form yet, in my opinion. Also, maybe maybe he's a good example of kind of what I'm talking about. A lot of people know Brian Keith, but like. He really hasn't blown up yet. Um, and Brian Keith is a guy I've talked about a lot. He's trained by Booker T. Uh, I, I could see him going to NXT sometime soon and just absolutely killing it there. Um, I think he'd, he'd be made perfect for that. Same with Mysterious Q, both those guys out of Booker T's uh, reality wrestling. But um, but yeah, to answer your question, there's not, there's not really anything they need to fix. I'm just saying, personally speaking, it'd be nice to see some lesser known people on some more of these shows is all I'm saying. We're going to run the the spotlight uh, independent show next year in Philadelphia for, for WrestleMania weekend. And it's just going to be guys that we've interviewed. That's, that's going to be the talent that'll be booked on this show. We could put together a hell of a card, honestly. Oh, for people that we've interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've got a great show. Just from people we've interviewed. Absolutely. Nice. Next year, WrestleMania, everyone come out to Fightful's Spotlight Show. That's what we'll call it. That'd be I'll be there. It'll be just it'll be just people we've interviewed. Sean was supposed to have his own show. He was. 
year and then it got canceled because COVID. That's what really happened is COVID's like, we ain't fucking giving this guy a show. Wasn't wasn't his show gonna be called like Serve Tall or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I I know I know the he he may have told these stories. I don't wanna spoil anything in case it all happens, but I know like who he was supposed to wrestle and, and all this stuff for for that show. I know the the inner workings of that show. I hope he gets his ass kicked by Denise Salcedo again this year. Like he did last year. That was year. so funny. That was so funny in the clusterfuck. I laughed my ass off while I was watching that live. Uh, again, guys, enter uh, Leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat if you would like to be entered. I am collecting those as we speak. Somebody mentioned, and I'll pull up the chat here uh, in just a moment. Uh, somebody... That. They mentioned Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes uh, talking about that match, and they mm-hmm. they said that you know they hope Carmelo Hayes wins, but also you know maybe loses and gets called up. Here we go. Sorry, uh, Antoine. Mm-hmm. Melo versus Braun is going to be a banger. Hoping Melo loses but gets called up. Would like him to win too. I think he's earned it. What are your thoughts on this match? I I honestly that's one of the hardest matches to predict. I think of the weekend, and it's because of that exact reason. It's the that's the whole question mark around that match is who's getting called up. It's gotta be one of the two, right? So is, or that's really, that's the, that's just the question is, are, are they going to bring up Braun or are they going to bring up uh, mellow? If they're going to bring up mellow, then he's going to lose. If they're going to bring up Braun, he's going to lose. Um, I think that Carmelo Hayes is going to win the title and they're going to bring up Braun is my, is my guess, especially because it's like, you can bring him up raw after WrestleMania. If you want to try to make like his debut, a big deal, um carmelo i think it'd be fine on the on the main roster as well by the way i was a fan of his when he was cast uh, cast uh castle frankenstein that was from uh, <laughs> uh mystery men oh my god um uh christian casanova is what i'm trying to say um but uh but yeah i, I remember he was really good at christian casanova on the indies and and he you know so i haven't seen as much of him in nxt just because i don't watch the the weekly nxt show as often but i obviously pay attention to level up so i do see I do see what they're what what he's been doing and stuff, and uh, he looks like he's very over with the crowd, and people do want to see him on Raw or SmackDown or be the NXT champion. Um, and I like Trick Williams a lot too. I think he has a lot of upside in the WWE system. I've actually seen him wrestle quite a bit on on Level Up. Um, but uh, so I guess to answer your question, I think that I think Carmelo Hayes is going to beat Braun Breaker, and then Braun Breaker will debut maybe as early on uh, the Raw after WrestleMania. I think Carmelo Hayes is much more ready to be on the main roster than, than Braun Breaker. I understand Braun Breaker has like the pedigree and everything like that. Uh, he's a the son of Rick and everything. Rick Steiner. Um, I, I, I get it with Braun. I see the appeal with him and being on the main roster. I think Carmelo Hayes is much more ready. Than, than Braun Breaker, but I also do think that Carmelo Hayes probably just deserves to to win this NXT title, and they need to just start anew with uh with somebody in NXT because Braun's run is kind of kind of hit where it's hit. I don't know how much further you can get out of it. I actually thought Grayson Waller should have maybe won the title at the the last show, and that obviously didn't happen. Um, because I don't know how much more he can do in NXT. That he hasn't already done, but I think I think Carmelo Hayes is, is more main roster ready than Braun Breaker. My guess, my guess is that Hayes wins. Braun does get called up. I don't know where he fits in in uh, the main roster world. I, I really don't. I'm he'll have fine matches. He'll get like a decent push 
out of things. He's he's an okay promo. Um but I I don't I don't know where he like fits and and WWE just has a lot of depth guys right now and he probably just slots somewhere in there. Maybe the main roster brings something else out of him. Uh you know, maybe working with like a Drew or a Sheamus can can bring kind of a, a bigger aggression out of him that like I think people want him to have and sometimes it shows it's just not consistent enough for me it's not consistent enough and i do think maybe somebody like a drew or a Sheamus can possibly bring that out of him and we will see a different prom breaker but from what i've seen in in nxt i don't fully see that i i don't i don't see what a lot of people i and i think his stock has dropped over the last year but you know a year ago people are like Breaker should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Like this is the guy, and I think over the last year that has really cooled off, and there needs to be something that that heats that back up. Yeah, well, I mean, I would. I know that this has been talked about at nauseum, but I would immediately, upon showing up on Raw or SmackDown, immediately change his name to Rex Steiner. I, I would. Um, you like the the casual wrestling audience? That name Steiner brings so much credibility. Like w- without even knowing who the guy is. And then you see him and you're like, oh yeah, that's a Steiner. He, he talks like a Steiner. He wrestles like a Steiner. He looks like a Steiner. Like that's hell yeah. Like dude, the Steiner brothers were one of my, one of my favorite tag teams ever. I would love to see more involvement from Rick and Scott. They're, they're under legends deals now with the WWE. It'd be badass to see them kind of like out there on screen endorsing uh Ron Breaker on Raw or SmackDown. Um, or, you know, once again, call him Rex Steiner or something. Cause you know, WWE also doesn't like to have like these, people with the same names out there on the same shows. You already got a Braun Strowman. I know they spell it different, but it's two Brauns. They, they will probably change something about that. Um, so yeah, I would just call him, I'd call him Rex Steiner. I'd have him go out there and just be the, be the, the next generation of Steiners. And um, I'd have, I'd essentially have him squash some people the first, you know, few months, just to go out there, have him look really good, introduce him to the audience. And then it's going to be up to him to sink or swim against the guys you mentioned, the guy, the guys like, you know, a Lashley or a, or a McIntyre or something like that. Um, speaking of Lashley, by the way, did you see that he's been relegated to the Andre the Giant yeah. Memorial Battle Royal? He went from yeah. little kid. Uh, to be completely honest, it's a better spot. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'll be honest. Like, I really thought about that. And spotlight wise, like, OK, like the I, I didn't like the story, the whole little kid games and all that stuff. Um, the muscle man dance and all that. But <laughs> But, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's almost a blessing in disguise because, like, the Andre Battle Royal will be better than whatever the match between Lashley and Wyatt would have been one-on-one probably. But at the same time, it's like, damn, if you're Lashley, you're, I'd be felt, I'd feel like I got done really dirty. Like, he won the world title. Was it last year's WrestleMania? He beat Drew for the title? Uh, two, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, he faced Omos last year. That's right. So, but so like, look at that. But even then, like the Omos match was a big, was a big thing, but uh, you know, it was a, it was a good spot on the card. And he, he won that match, right? He beat Omos at WrestleMania. I believe so. so. I, and he didn't beat Drew for the title, but he was, he was the champion going into the match. Oh, that's right. That was going to be, people thought that that was going to be, oh, well now Drew's going to get his mania moment. And they're like, nah, that's right. Good call. Good call. I forgot about the timing on that. He last year won the title like right before WrestleMania, right? Like, yeah, not not yeah. long before. I think so, he won it at Elimination. He beat or no, he won on Raw. He beat the, the Miz on like a Raw episode. 
Is that what it was? I can't even remember exactly how so. that went down. Yeah, Probably. Lashley beat Omos last year. Uh, okay. So I guess my point is like, okay, WWE champion two WrestleManias ago, still in a spot where like you take down the, the unbeatable giant at WrestleMania last year. This year, you're supposed to go in there playing little kid games with, with the Wyatt family. But like now you're just in a, you're just one of like however many 30 people were ever in that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And I just, I think that, I think that Lashley, given his position on the show, I he just deserved something a lot better than that. Like put him in the Intercontinental title multi-man match or something. Like just something that actually you know matters or more. Or and then one one other thing I want to bring up real quick because I saw this gaining a little steam. I had some comments and like a like a something I tweeted in, in regards to this. And I saw some people talking about they're like, man, what they should have done is like it should have been LA Knight versus Lashley because like they neither of them have anything to do. And like LA Knight rules. And I was like, you know what? I'm good with the battle Royal. Like if, like, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's down, if it's down what? between if the, if the options are a one-on-one with LA Knight or a one-on-one with Bobby La- or a one-on-one with Bray Wyatt, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Bob. I think Bobby Lashley's best case scenario in that scenario is, is still the, the Andre battle Royal. So what are you hating on LA Knight for? Yeah. Not yeah. For Dummy. Not for me. What he needs to do is you start wearing, if you start wearing LA lights, like the shoes that light up, then I'd have more respect for him. <laughs> but um, nah, and it's not about it, dude. Like I thought the Bray Wyatt feud and match was just god awful. He never really impressed me as Eli Drake. I I oh, when you were a hater of L.A. Knight. When you not know this about you, when your catchphrase is just your name, that's that's just not enough for me. That's very 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 low hanging fruit. Um. So yeah, like catchphrase is your name and just blurting out yeah. Um seems pretty generic looks wise, wrestles pretty generically. This is what it is. But he's gotten he's gotten over with the crowd, it seems like. It seems like to be there's like, like, like a groundswell of fans of his. Um, so and I know he's in like the NXT in the system like years ago and stuff, pre-TNA. I followed the guy's career for a long time. I'm very familiar with him. Um just never really been a huge fan. He's probably the nicest guy in the world. Nothing against him personally, but I, uh, yeah, I just didn't even, uh, I don't know. I just don't see what the big deal is. Like people, I don't know. I just don't get it. Wow. I did not know you were such an LA Knight hater. I love that. That's Knight. well, that added on to the whole Bray Wyatt thing. Both of them for me, I'll take LA Knight over Bray Wyatt. I want to make that clear. If I had to choose one or the other, I'll take LA Knight, but I think, um, I think LA Knight's great. Uh, 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 Roderick Gaten says, funny thing is WWE has not talked about the Cinnamon Toast Crunch match, which makes me think that it's not going to happen because there's supposed to be a Cinnamon Toast Crunch match at WrestleMania. Yeah, they, they said there was going to be another sponsorship <laughs> match. Like, uh, did you not know about this? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Cinnamon yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch match? Yeah, so they, you know, they did the Mountain Dew Pitch yeah, Black match. At, We're just talking about Rumble. it. Yeah. yeah, and uh the craig stemmel the vice president of, of like marketing he he mentioned that like oh yeah we're gonna have another sponsorship match for for wrestlemania and they partnered with cinnamon toast crunch to do uh cinnamon luchador cinemojis is is what it is and I, everyone was like oh that's gonna be the sponsorship match Ray's on like the 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 box of like the the cinnamon toast crunch and everything maybe they shoehorn into the mysterio feud which would be great dominic mysterio coming out here like 
all you ever fed me during my childhood was cinnamon toast crunch. You never gave me a real meal. All I had to eat cinnamon toast crunch my entire best, life for breakfast. Best dad ever, dude. Cinnamon toast crunch rules. If, if I mean, you were it's getting, great, but let's yeah. not say this is like every single meal you need to be feeding your kid. Like, you're just you you're know. just torturing your kid by making him only eat cinnamon toast crunch his entire give life. the kid some fun. real food instead of cereal for dinner every night shooting well, on people who don't know i'm shooting on them right now well i'd be happy to see a cinnamon toast crunch. well i shouldn't say happy but like i like cinnamon toast crunch more than i probably like mountain dew pitch black i've never tried mountain dew pitch black i like the regular mountain dew cody said pitch black was good though i believe him I'm, yeah, sure that, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that had nothing to do with them being sponsored <laughs> or anything. Yeah, Cody, definitely the one to tell the truth, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> my Never favorite mind. bit, my favorite bit is I, I wrote the article of uh, Cody saying uh, he almost got into a fist fight with Seth Rollins backstage, which I don't believe is true at all, by the way. And then everybody in like the quote tweets in the comments just uses the Danielson, like, love to lie. Cody Rhodes taught me how to lie headline that, that I use. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what Cody is, is doing here. Uh, real quickly on Lashley, somebody brought up uh, Denise Salcedo, uh, her interview with, uh, with Bobby Lashley and you know, him saying like he has no idea what he's doing. They're, they're maybe still trying to, to figure it out and everything. By the way, shout out to the goat to me, Salcedo. Um, I think that here's my here's my kind of prediction for here's my prediction for for Cody Rhodes or not Cody Rhodes, sorry, uh, Bobby Lashley. You do Omos and Brock, right? They have that match. I, I think Brock wins that match because of course he does, and, and Brock just continues to like beat up. Omos said he's about to threaten MVP. He's about to beat up MVP. Lashley comes out and he saves MVP. There's unfinished business between Brock yeah. and Lashley because that was a DQ. That was a stupid finish to get out of it because of the whole Wyatt stuff. Uh, so there's unfinished business there. We've seen the hints of hurt business, which have kind of been dropped over the past few weeks, but they keep bringing it up in interviews. Lashley mentioned that mentioned hurt business in the interview with Denise. So Lashley comes out saves brock we get the hurt business reunion feuding with brock uh heading into whatever i think we need a fight pit match between brock and lashley by the way i think yeah. you've got to do that match i think lashley should go over in that match as well whether brock's willing to do that's a different story uh but i think this is how you maybe get a hurt business reunion at wrestlemania is lashley saving uh mvp after the match with between almost and brock that's my like that's my that. prediction throwing that i out like there. that I, I mean, I, and I know the fan base has wanted to see the Hurt Business reunite or like a new version of the Hurt Business. And um, and let's be honest, um, the entire reason, and I said this from the, the very start when, when it was even hinted that this match was going to happen. The only reason they're doing Omos versus Brock Lesnar is 100% because of the WrestleMania moment where we're going to see the visual of him at fiving Omos. That's like, that's the whole, that's the entire, that's the only reason this is happening. So um it's gonna be a really cool visual seeing him put omos up on his shoulders and spinning him around and pinning him it's gonna be badass but i liked that your i like your idea afterwards i i think La um lesnar should go after um to go after mvp and then lashley should come out and save him i think that's a that's like the per that's actually the perfect scenario i think 
Also, I'm actually logged in today. I forgot I was still logged in. What's up, V? We got a. Oh, I've tried to pull a V Infuso. Oh, let me pull that one up first. V Infuso, <laughs> what's up, man? We uh, we actually interviewed V, and you'll you'll be hearing an interview from him on the show within the next couple of weeks. So, uh, tune in for that. Great interview, and uh, V chimes in about the the cereal. Says a full balanced breakfast also includes a nice bowl of fruity pebbles. I'm sure John well, I'm Cena fine. would agree. Yes, I'm fine with having cereal every morning for breakfast. That's not an issue. Don't feed your kids cereal for dinner every single night especially something like cinnamon toast crunch which is just loaded up on sugar and everything bad for their teeth bad for their health give them something different don't feed your kids cereal every night for breakfast hashtag yolo yolo jensen don't when you it when and if you have kids steven jensen mm -hmm. be a better father than giving the cereal every night for dinner all right that's all i'm saying okay what was the other super chat that, that I accidentally uh, erased there? There we go. Chris says, sorry to harp, but as much as I'm Cody Marcus Steven, what odds pattern do you guys think we should look for in regards to the main event? If it continues to swing for, for Roman Reigns like it has, if, if, if Cody went from minus uh, 550, I haven't checked the, the full odds. Uh, I, they kept up with it fully. I just saw what I saw yesterday when we were doing the show to now minus 500 that's still cody is still an overwhelming favorite i think he's like the third biggest favorite on the show outside of kevin and sammy and rhea ripley those are the only two people i believe that have better odds than than cody rhodes so he's still have, an overwhelming favorite if, uh, if that goes down sorry, a little man. bit then then maybe all right there's something to maybe roman winning but minus 500 is still that ain't a big enough shift to where it's like oh cody is like gonna lose this match yeah, true. And then I was just going to ask you, Rhea Ripley is like a massive favorite over Charlotte. That's what you're saying? Oh, she's minus uh, 1,000 in that match. Really? They're very confident in Rhea Ripley, which I ain't got that much confident in because it's Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania and hashtag bow down. Exactly. Yeah. Charlotte Flair on pay-per-view in general, like rarely loses. I still, for my Wrestle Rumble picks, like I'm still, I'm going to go with Rhea personally. I think that they will go all the way with her there because like with Charlotte, especially she'll just wind up at, on whatever the other show is and then just win that title afterwards. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm surprised the confidence that they, that the, the odds makers have against Charlotte on pay-per-view, especially being WrestleMania. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, Kaden says, let the kids <laughs> eat cereal. Yeah. All of you are bad parents like Ray Mysterio. And in 20 years from now, your kids are going to call you out on national television about your bad parenting. And they're going to kick your ass at WrestleMania. Good luck. This is a good one here. Cyclops better than Wolverine. Y'all going to be so feel so foolish when oh, he's about all this wrong. Uh, hits Brock with the top rope Poison Rana in a six-star banger match. Hey, listen, no one would want to see that more than me. I'm actually, I'm a big Omos fan. Like, I really am. I, I, I unironically really like Omos, and I unironically want to see him push, and I unironically think that he should have never lost to Lashley or Braun Strowman. Like, he should be going into this undefeated against Brock. That makes it a lot more interesting. But, um, but listen, if Omos goes out there and does something, does something, like that, I think it'd be great to see him like go out there and surprise some people. But like I said, unfortunately for Omos, the entire the whole reason this match is happening is because because they've even teased it. Like Brock hasn't been able to like German suplex him or anything yet. Like Brock's gonna start throwing him around a little bit. Basically, what's gonna happen? I'll I'll lay the match out right now. The match will probably last about maybe four to five minutes total. It'll be 
Brock running at Omos, Omos no selling him, Omos getting all the offense and beating down Brock, beating down Brock, beating down Brock, beating down Brock. Brock's going to try to suplex him a few times. His back's going to be hurting. His arms or whatever. He's not going to be able to get him up. Within about four minutes or so, Brock will eventually start being able to suplex him. And right when the momentum starts swinging and the fans are going crazy, he'll put him up on his shoulders, F5, and then pin him. That'll be the that's the match right there. So, but I, but I, I think it'll be entertaining as long as Omos can like hit the spots he needs to hit. I, I think that 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 visual there is what they're going to show year after year from the on the promo videos and stuff. It's just going to be the the video of of Omos up on his shoulders and Brock throwing him around. The closest thing we've seen is remember when Brock f would that shark. Remember yeah, that? that rolled. Yeah, it's going to be like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Caden, Caden says, I'm an almost sapien. And Antoine says, Steven Jensen, avid LA night hater, known almost sapien. Boom. Let's go. <laughs> Don't dab. Don't do that. Oh, dude. Logan uh, Paul's on mania, baby. We're dabbing. Sheldon Jackson, are either of you, uh, going to watch first take on ESPN? Cause apparently they're going to announce what matches are taking place at what night at mania. I saw that. And, uh, Steven, Stephen A. Smith is also going to interview Nick Khan. Uh, once I'm done with this show, I will I'll be tuned in, locked in, and uh, watching all that stuff. But yeah, they're gonna announce what matches are gonna gonna take place uh, at what night. Which I'm not too like that. That doesn't really. I gotta watch both nights anyway. That doesn't really interest me. I am curious to see what's gonna main event night one because it should be the tag team title match, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's gonna be. Otherwise, like I don't really care what match is night one. What match is night two? Again, like I. I'm watching Same. both both nights anyway, so whatever. Same. As long as Cody Roman is the main event of night two, which is like everything is. builds up like, to that, which it is, obviously. I'm just saying what if, like that's... What, what if they put Seth and Logan as the main event of night two? Would you be okay with that? You're a big Logan guy. No, I wouldn't be okay with that at all. It's not getting <laughs> crazy here. But I mean, obviously, Logan moves the needle for them in a lot of ways that other people can't on their show, and I, I respect that. You know? His contract. I think, I, I, think, I, think him and, I think him and Rollins, by the way, is going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be really good. He said his contract was up uh, after this match. Are you, are you gonna shed tears that this could be the last Logan Paul oh, no, match no, no, in WWE? No, no. He's gonna he's gonna get more money. He's he's now now he's proven he can go in the ring. He's a draw, and look at their social media numbers. Like I think that when when Rollins knocked him out the other week, it has like a hundred million views on YouTube or something. It's like it's insane. So his like punch sucks. So all that's I'm not gonna dispute that, but but all all <laughs> all that I still take him over CM Punk in a real fight, but. But the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 but the, the thing is all, so all he was smart, they were probably trying to extend him the entire time he was there. And he's like, I'll let it run out. You know, he's going to negotiate as a free agent. He's he'll stay with the WWE. He'll just get a lot more money to, to come back for his next run. Wait, what did, he beat C- what did he beat CM Punk in a fight? In a real fight? I have no doubt in my mind. I'd put all my money on that. Not a street. Let, let's say it's like a sanctioned UFC fight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> i'm not I mean, that serious logan, logan would no logan would I, knock him out within within a, probably a minute or two i like i actually don't disagree with this logan has amateur wrestling background uh as well so he's a better athlete than cm punk oh, that goes yeah, a long way just yeah, being a better athlete yeah i'm, I'm kind of with you uh did you see john moxley's response to cm punk he's tired of this yeah, bullshit. i did i did well i i uh absolutely you i guys, agree with john so moxley. you guys you guys talked about the punk self last week. I, w- I wasn't here uh, last week. And I, I've, I said this on another show, but I, I think this is more proof that CM Punk Rio could beat Punk. And if I, I think this uh, is more proof that 
CM Punk ain't coming back to AEW, which I've said since since the beginning because people want to talk about, oh, CM Punk will do business. It's fine. Like, yeah, CM Punk might be ready to move on after he's burned everything down. But the people who got to be there and deal with the ashes, they're like, hey, you're not just going to come back in here after we've rebuilt everything. You've already walked in here once after we built stuff from nothing. Now you've burned everything down and you want to, and now we've had to rebuild and you want to come back again? Like this, it doesn't work like that. And if you've watched, if you watched AEW All Access uh, last night. I didn't yet, no. Okay, well, the way the Young Bucks talk about things, they seem very hurt by all of this. And I I can understand why, because uh, you know, uh, I think it was Matt got, got knocked out with the chair and everything. So like, they, they seem very hurt by this they don't want to talk about it they they talked about how it, it hasn't been good for them and everything i don't know if they want this guy back in the locker room and now he's of course calling jericho a stooge he's throwing moxley under the bus with, with stuff like i said it i said it at, at the beginning i've said it for months now i don't think he's coming back and i think this lends more to that he is not coming back yeah yeah i talked about it a good bit yeah uh, last week with sp3 um and then obviously there's been more sense because Moxley's on the interview with Renee now, but like, um, yeah, I, I, when, when all the, when brawl out happened and, and all that stuff with the press conference, I said, then I was like, I don't think we'll see CM Punk back. Like that was my gut feeling. But then more recently I was like, you know what? Enough times passed, you know, CM Punk's healed or going to be healed soon if he isn't already my what i was hearing rumblings of was that they were working on something about him maybe coming back or like at least the the bridge hadn't been burned completely and like they were at least talking to some degree and then punk you know had to be a 45 year old man whining on the internet again and put up a an instagram story that he deleted right away and you know just this it's the same pattern of we see this it's just it's just a pattern of, of this guy like and the problem, the real problem is even if you want to do business with him again in the future, what's to say he just doesn't do this again? It happens all the time. He just, he just, he whines publicly about stuff. And the, the, the problem for CM Punk now is I'll give him his credit here. Individually on paper, he still is probably the singular most valuable person that you could put on screen for AEW as far as like merchandise sales, TV ratings, interest especially now with like how things have gone in the last year especially and what he did on the show was fantastic i can't say enough good things about it. the mjf feud especially one of my favorite feuds in wrestling history like I mean, he killed it on the show sam punk did great but him he is not more valuable than like the young bucks and kenny collectively or like losing a chris jericho or or a moxley or a hangman page or people for your future like, so that's my point is like CM it, at one point, like 10 years ago, CM Punk had the kind of cloud, I think, to where he could have made like some massive changes like that. He pretty much could have picked and choose LeBron James style, probably of like who he wants on his team and who he doesn't. They would cater to him because he was just that valuable in comparison to everything else they had going on. It's not like that anymore. Like he's he's an aging guy. He's in his he's in his mid 40s. He's not going to be around much longer, even if he can go now. It's not going to be too much longer of a run, regardless. There's no way his body's going to hold up for the next, like, 10 years. Maybe, like, three to five, maybe. Maybe two, maybe another one, whatever it is. Um, you can't jeopardize the futures of, like, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Guevara, Hook, 
all these people who are like up coming up the are going to be on the come up for your company. If any of them have a problem with punk, you got to prioritize them. If, if the young bucks and Kenny have a problem with punk, you got to prioritize them. You can't prioritize punk over any of these people we're talking about in AEW. You just can't at this point. Um, and, uh, and once again, if this was a one-time thing, that's different, but we're talking, he still has enemies from the indie scene from 20 years ago that still don't like him and still don't want to work with them. You had the whole debacle with how he left, how he publicly left WWE and how he publicly trashed them on the, on Cabana's podcast and the public fallout with Cabana himself, his best friend for all those years. And now they, they can't stand each other. You have this whole brawl out thing with CM Punk. Then you have this coming out of that, another public, like, dude, like, it's just not worth it. It just isn't worth it, in my opinion, to deal with that guy. He's not, he doesn't, he's not a Michael, he's not Michael Jordan enough anymore. Just, it just is what it is. Um, so that, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, um, it, it, you know, it's unfortunate. I don't know why. It, it seems like a lot of people don't want to work with them. And I understand why. I'm sure he has still his supporters. Sounds like FTR and like there's other people within the within the company that are really want CM Punk back and are still vouching for him. And I'm okay with that too. Guys like Brody Brody Lee are hanging out with him a lot and stuff. Like I don't have any problem with people who are supporting him or who are on his side and want to have him back and want to work with them. I'm just saying it feels like there's a lot more people that don't want to deal with them than that do want to deal with them. And I would really focus if I'm Tony Khan on keeping everybody happy that I can. It's going to be there long term for me. And if that means CM Punk's not around, that that's what it is. Look, I'm, I'm with you. And again, I said it. I've said it for months. I didn't think he was coming back because for a lot of the reasons you mentioned and the, the bigger just personal reasons of it's just going to be tough to walk back in there and be like, hey, let's do business when there are still feelings involved. And I know people don't want to take feelings into account and they want to just it's plug and play and this wrestler does this and like oh get over it type of thing but there are real feelings involved here and i i didn't think those wounds were like healed and now he does this i still don't think those wounds are even close to healed uh guys in just a few moments here we will be giving away our wrestle rumble entries if you have not leave a wrestle rumble in the chat you get a get entered into the random drawing and then you could potentially win a free entry into the wrestle rumble wrestlemania pick them we'll be picking that uh we'll do the drawing here in a second and then you can contact steven jensen after the drawing and jensen will give you whatever he the information he needs to give you to get your free entry into wrestle rumble again all you got to do leave a wrestle rumble in the chat get a free entry uh what uh roh roh is kind of the biggest show of the of the weekend i think outside of uh wrestlemania we got samoa joe against mark briscoe eddie kingston against claudio casagnoli the reach for the sky ladder match and also commander against vikingo just added hiroshi tanahashi against daniel garcia big big roh show what, what are you expecting from this ring of honor show jensen as i was saying at the top of the show dude like i think on paper this is probably the best card of the entire weekend of any of that anyone's putting on um i said it to i think i might have told sp3 last week i'm a little salty over the booking of Bikingo versus commander because that match was already booked for gcw in atlanta so like i'm gonna see that and i'm like oh they're gonna do it before i get to see they're it. doing they're doing at the uh wrestlecon show it's Vikingo commander it's a triple threat and, yeah black yeah, and Rose is in that. yeah yeah and Which i, gonna be I think fire that- it's going to be great. I think Tony's going to tell them, like, just do the WWE style. One guy out of the ring, Taurus Commander, Taurus Vikingo, Vikingo and uh, Vikingo and Commander not allowed to touch. 
Yeah, I would. I mean, th- it'll definitely be two very different matches. And also, like, Torus is, he's the man. Like, we actually talked about him with the interview you're about to hear soon from Gringo Loco at the end of the, at the, end of the show here. We talk about Torus. Um, other stuff on the show I'm really looking forward to. Obviously, anytime we get to see Shibata wrestle, that's special, especially given his history with, yeah. with injury and what he can and can't do um nowadays and stuff and like this i think it's gonna be awesome um i'm really looking forward to him versus yuda speaking of yuda um i think it's badass um the whole blackpool combat club versus elite stuff that they got going on now with danielson officially like all essentially like rejoining the blackpool combat club because he hasn't really been associated with them like since like the mjf feud really um and i love that he is in that spot i hope that they to some type of nod to them not getting along during that. Cause him and Moxley teamed and it seemed like things were fine. And then every time Danielson was getting his ass kicked Takeshka was making the save. So I hope they mention something, but I, I said it with Danielson cut the, I'm going to go home promo. I was like, Oh, he's coming back to the Blackpool. And then it became even more obvious to me when the elite had their four guys with, with Hangman and Blackpool only had three guys. Blackpool's the heels here. The heels should not be outnumbered. They were going to need a fourth. So when I saw Danielson last night, I was like, oh, he's about to fucking kick yeah. Omega's head in. Yep, absolutely. So, and I, I like that. I love that Yuta's in that spot because we've seen so many people kind of come and go um, in like the last, you know, three years of AEW that really get lost in the mix. Like, like you know, there's a, such a bloated uh, roster in a lot of ways. Just like a lot, a lot of talent there that they're signed. And uh, Yuta's got a really great spot for himself in the Blackpool Combat Club. Like I've, I, I think that's great for him. He's a guy who busted his ass for a long time on the indie scene. A guy who I remember a couple years before AEW, I remember him getting a trial with the WWE, WWE and then passing on him. Like, you know, like that's so just throwing that out there. Um, of course, what the thing I think, I think I think I'm the most looking forward to on this show is Claudio versus Kingston. I'm really intrigued to see how this goes down because of their history. And I think the match is going to be really good. And I think there's a legitimate chance Kingston could win the ROH world title. Like, I'm, I think this is a really, really good matchup. Um, there's going to be a lot of heat there. The ladder match is going to be badass. I mean, all the talent in that thing. And they're creating new tag team title belts, which is which is cool. Uh, so that Jay will be the last holder along with Mark of the, of the previous titles. And we talked about this before. Do you think Mark Briscoe beats Samoa Joe? Because I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah. Like, I think Mark. I think I think it would be a great moment for Mark to do it. And I think I'm going to officially choose him. But I like that one. I'm a you know Samoa Joe's been on a on a on a hell of a run. Um, but yeah, I think you think Mark Briscoe takes that one. I I think Mark Briscoe wins. Um, I think Eddie Kingston probably should win. But you know the story of Eddie is always yeah. losing. You know, losing the big one right and yeah. it, it, this probably i eddie kingston probably isn't going to win this and i don't know if claudio especially if they're about to i know roh and AEW are separate and everything but there's still a lot of crossover on the fan base and i don't know if they want like claudio taking that loss before they're about to do this big blackpool elite thing so yeah i think claudio is probably going to end up winning that. at some point eddie kingston We'll, we'll get this damn title on at some promotion. He might have to go to PWG to get it, but he, he's going to get this title somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and also, you mentioned it a second ago, like Tanahashi versus Garcia getting added last minute. That's just a banger out of left field. That I, I mean, a matchup I definitely didn't expect to see, but that's going to be awesome. I mean, Athena and Sakazaki, Embassy versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, Mentalik. Is it Mentalik? Is that what they're calling him? That's what he's showing on here. I don't yeah, know if he's going yeah. to Mascara Dorado or if he's just called Metalik now. 
Um, but I was, I was always a fan of his too. I thought that he, um, yeah, I, I thought that he really should have done a lot more in, uh, in the WWE system. Like I remember him getting to the, the finals of the cruiserweight classic against TJP and thinking he was going to be like the next kind of like Mysterio guy for them. And it's never really worked out for him, um, in WWE, but I, I think he has a lot of untapped potential that like that I, he could be a lot bigger deal on in the indie scene. I feel like than he has been. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a badass card, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to a super card of honor. I told you top flight before they were officially announced. That was yep. my pick to win this thing. And I'm pretty sure they're the betting favorites as well for, for people who put stock into that, but I'll go I, with them on, too. Yeah. I was, I was on top flight before they were announced. They got announced and I'm still very much on top flight winning this. I do like that. They are retiring the old design. Tony Khan confirmed that they're retiring the old tag title design. So they're going to have new designs. And this was an idea. Somebody pitched Tony didn't say who, but he said somebody pitched and you know, he approved Mark Briscoe approved, which was important. And this is how they're going to pay tribute to Jay and, and get new uh, tag team champions crowned. But yeah, I do think Mark is winning. Um, I don't think Eddie Kingston is winning. Unfortunately, it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Tanahashi and Daniel Garcia was a really fun match. Um, yeah. And Garcia or um, Yuta and, and Shibata really fun match as well. ROH is going to be great. I look forward to the five hour press conference that, that's going to follow that show. Yes. Um, and also I just realized, I know I mentioned earlier, Hunter Drake is a name that someone that I was like, I wish he was on one of these shows. I didn't realize he was wrestling Jack Hartwheel and Jimmy Lloyd show. So there is there, they did, I don't want to necessarily run back what I was saying about them not using enough lesser known talent, but like, I feel like there could be more of that, but there, there is once again, I always have to keep in mind, I have to be really mindful of like most of the people that are there for WrestleMania weekend probably don't know who hardly any of these people are, you know what I mean? Even though I watch them every week, they're still not that known to like the grander scheme of the wrestling audience. So um, even like a Cole Roger, who we talk about every single week, there's going to be thousands of people that discover him for the first time this weekend. You know what I mean? So like, um, I just thought that was interesting though, to kind of bring up. Everyone bully Cole Radrick into the running, the SpongeBob show. If you're going to be in LA, bring your SpongeBob <laughs> signs. All right. Let Cole Radrick know about that. All right. Last call for wrestle rumble entries. Leave the, leave, leave the comment wrestle rumble in the comments. You, you get entered into the random drawing. Uh, how many entries are you giving away? Jensen three. We'll give away three. Yep. Okay, so we'll give away three entries. Uh, again, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the comments. You can potentially get entered entered into the Wrestle Rumble WrestleMania Pick'em. First prize is a thousand dollars. So free entry to potentially win a thousand dollars if you know your WWE, if you know your WrestleMania. You are Kai. You're fine. Yeah, everyone. Even if you if you won before, yeah. you're you're back in. Like we're gonna pick a random name off of a list here at the end of the show. So like, it's it's fair game. It's the same odds you would have whether you won before or not. And we don't. We, it isn't one of those things where you've won before, so you're not allowed to win again. You're, it's all fair game for everybody. If you're a yeah, fan of this so, show, you're supporting the show. Like you got multiple opportunities. Yes. So we leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Uh, all right, Jensen. Before we do our our big uh, our big Wrestle Rumble draw, I know Cody is the biggest thing you're looking forward to. I, so I'm not even going to ask that. Second thing you got on your list of like this is the thing that like. If I can only watch one thing that's not Cody Rhodes winning the title, this is what I'm watching. That's a really good question. Um, I know I'm going to miss a lot of stuff. Um, Gringo Loco versus Psycho Clown 
given what they did last time they wrestled their their first one-on-one match that's going to be a really that's going to be one to really keep an eye on i'm not just saying that because ringo loco's the interview you're about to hear like that's that's a big time rematch um i'm really looking forward to the indie hall of fame we haven't brought that up but we got excalibur cheerleader melissa jimmy jacobs mike modest christopher daniels and paul london going in so all very well deserved for all of them um, I mentioned Hunter Drake and Jack Harwell. I didn't even know it was on until I saw that just now, but like, I'm very much looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a big breakout for Hunter Drake and Jack Harwell's been killing it. Um, uh, I think Alec Price, really the Jimmy Lloyd show in general, I think it's going to be really good. Not enough people are talking about so that. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got Alec Price and Starboy Charlie on that against each other. You got Cole Ryder for Titus Alexander. Honestly, given how, how, how often Cole's been on the show and how we've gotten to know him and Titus being such a good dude and how incredible he's been, that's probably honestly the match. And I've, I mentioned before, Too Cold Scorpio versus Brian Keith for Full the Culture is going to be really damn good as well. I'm really, he, Too Cold always shows out to this day every time you see him, but the For the Culture shows, he, he even takes it up even, even a little bit higher. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, Abushi versus Speedball at, at, at uh, Bloodsport. I'm intrigued by um, John Moxley versus Alec Coughlin at, at, at Bloodsport. I'm also really intrigued by um, Thatcher versus Barnett. A lot of the Bloodsport stuff. I mean, so um, there's a lot of really good stuff. But if I had to, like, pick one thing based on me personally, I'd go. Uh, uh, I'm, so, I'm such, such a homer pick to say Cole Ryder versus Titus Alexander for us. But I, that's I that, okay. that 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 that's gonna be the one I'm gonna go with. All right, fair enough. Because they've had cool. banger matches before, by the way. That like we've spotlighted on this show, like, and I think they're gonna bring it up even to another level WrestleMania weekend. So, uh, Caden says his is seeing Shibata in person. Never thought to be able to. Uh, yeah, Shibata and Tanahashi. I don't know if you've seen Tanahashi before, but that's a it's a good little treat right there. Mine is the all-time goat Jonathan Cena winning the U.S. title from Austin Theory as yours might be closing night two, closing the show. Mine is opening WrestleMania. John Cena winning the title from Austin Theory. I'm 100% convinced this is going to happen. And I look forward to to that moment. If they open WrestleMania, I'm going to go full Steven Jensen here. If they open WrestleMania, if this show opens with Austin Theory winning and that's how you're going to be like wrestlemania started austin theory has beaten john cena i'm not watching the rest of the show you got to see purposes but i'm not watching the rest of the show <laughs> that's a really good point to bring up actually because <clears throat> when i did my predictions on the weekender i just kind of like rifled through my picks real quick and i said theory over cena but when you think about it they're the position of where they're at on the show cena opening the show I mean, it's going to start off with him and his music and him coming out. And like, that's going to be them getting the crowd hyped up. John Cena is going to definitely beat theory for that title. It's going to definitely, there, there's no, I don't see, you're right about that. That'd be a very weird way to start the show. would be like deflate the crowd and have Cena lose right off the bat. So yeah, I'm with you. Gotta right, be Cena. Can't happen. Cannot happen. All right. Uh, let's get into the random. We're going to pick our drawing here. Everybody has entered and we have three Winners, if you win, please contact DM Steven Jensen. Our three people who have gotten the free entry into WrestleRumble are D'Lo Diggs, Rima T, and oh man, we rigged it for this person, Kai. Kai has won again, a late entry. He gets in there. Those are your three winners. Uh, again, please contact Steven Jensen. Shoot him a DM. Uh, get your entry. Yeah, Jensen, now you got to run. Let everybody know where they can find you at. 
Yes, you can find me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's where to uh, send your DMs if you just won just now. Um, I'm going to open up my my DMs right now. So I'll leave these open for a couple of days. I hate doing that because I get a bunch of spam messages. But um, privacy and safety is that what I need to do. Direct messages, a lot of messages from everyone. Okay, so DMs just opened. If you um if you want a free entry, please uh, hit me up, and I will. Basically, all I need to do is get your email address so that Russ Rumble can uh, can send those to you on Saturday morning. So um, follow me on Fight Talk at Fight Talk underscore. Listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast this this weekend. It'll probably it probably won't be up um because of all the stuff for WrestleMania and because I'm gonna have to catch up on stuff as well. So look out for the weekend or probably on like Tuesday or Wednesday or something of this week. Um, Cause I'll do a full uh, collective uh, recap. I'll, I'll give you the results for the entire collective on the next episode of the weekend or once I'm able to fully catch up on everything and have all the results and everything in order. So, um, so thanks for, thanks for joining. Enjoy the, uh, the interview with Gringo Loco. I had a clock in for the shoot job. Enjoy wrestling this weekend. Best wrestling weekend of the entire year in just a few hours. I'll be watching GCW while I'm working. Love it. Good seeing you, Jeremy. Good seeing you all in the chat and enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Let's go, Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. Oh, let's go, Cody. Let's do this. MCXE, baby. I don't know what that means. Uh, all right, guys. We we recorded this interview with Gringo Loco on Tuesday. Um, very gracious with his time. We appreciate Gringo Loco. It has been yeah, it's a busy week for him. Obviously, he's wrestling a lot of matches this weekend um at, at gcw the collective he's running his own show the world on lucha uh on sunday i think it's like saturday night sunday morning so big weekend for him so we really appreciate him joining us ahead of this big weekend the video a little choppy no audio issues so uh if you if you you know you can hear it just fine but if you're looking for the visuals and stuff it's a, it's a, it's kind of choppy throughout but again no audio issues that's the that's the biggest thing there uh we we appreciate gringo loco got into a lot of a lot of fun stuff with him including the world on lucha that we talked about uh including wrestling vikingo and what was vikingo's first streaming match uh when he came to the u.s being the base god which was which was really fun uh he put, he praised a lot of people including people like uh black taurus uh how um uh, different into different lucha and independent wrestlers out there uh talks about a lot of crazy ideas how he kind of comes up with some of his, his crazy moves that he do, that he does which was a lot of fun so yeah everyone get ready for this interview with gringo loco again we really appreciate him and his time and go check out please 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 go check out the world on lucha this this weekend uh fight tv if you have not used like your free trial you can use your free trial and uh, you can you can get all the the GCW shows and everything that comes with that. Or if you've already got Fight Plus, you can you know just watch all the GCW shows this weekend, including the World on Lucha, which Gringo Loco is wrestling Psycho Clown. We did talk about that match as well. That's going to be a hell of a match, guys. Here we go, Gringo Loco on the Creator Spotlight. Welcome back to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I, as always, am Steven Jensen here with Jeremy Lambert. And today, we are joined by one of the most innovative guys in the game right now, in my opinion. One of the best professional wrestlers on the whole scene. Uh, he's here promoting the whole GCW Collective Weekend. We got the World on Lucha coming up. A uh, big weekend uh, for the world of independent professional wrestling and independent and wrestling as a whole. Gringo Loco is here. Gringo, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Thank you for joining us. Jensen, you got to mention 
the base god. The base Gringo god, Loco. absolutely. I mean, we, we've got to talk about right off the bat this uh, viral viral uh, moment that that went viral. Uh, there you go. I'm terrible with words. Uh, Jack Cartwheel, he, he's doing the cartwheel to the outside, and you base him on the apron and then turn into a driver on the outside. How did all that come together? Uh, incredibly that it, it went off the way that it did, man. I think we were both shocked. Uh, you could see it on, on both of our faces before we executed the move right after that, that we were just like, hell yeah, man, this is happening. And it's probably going to be viral in the next couple of days. And it's exactly what happened. Uh, I mean, I got to give a shout out to the real innovator of it all, man. It was Mike Bailey. It was, um, we got to the arena before he even said hello, he was doing some motion with his hands and stuff. I'm like, wait, what, what do you mean? Like he's trying to convey a message to me via body language and i'm like wait I, I got down i had to go down the stage all the way around some guard I was like what are you trying to say man and then he explained it to me i was like dude that sounds impossible and uh <laughs> he was like it would be the coolest it would be the coolest thing that i've ever seen i was like well i'm willing to try it i mean if it's if you think it's cool i'm definitely going to try it so luckily uh you know every card fell into place and it, it happened the way that it did and we were super proud of it so how how much pride do you take in just the base god nickname? Because that's that's something that you know wrestling fans might not give enough credit to of just how strong of a base people have. Because there's a lot of protection that goes into that uh, with your opponent to make sure they're good and they're not going to get hurt on stuff. Yeah, so I, I personally uh, I, I thrive off of um, keeping people safe. I don't know what it is about me. I think it's in my blood. I like helping people look good. I like everybody being safe at the end of the match. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. So it just, it just happened to be like what part I took in Lucha Libre when I first got down into Mexico city. Um, uh, actually my first real spark of the base God name, uh, the very beginnings of it was uh, working with uh, new Japan's Bushi. And he was calling a second row turnaround head scissors. And he's, he was a heavy boy back then. And I was a lot skinnier and we pulled it off multiple times um, on many matches. And, he looks at me and like in the broken English Spanish that he had, he was like, it's always for sure with you. I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can do anything with you. And I took a lot of pride to that till this day. Uh, I actually uh, reconnected with him after God, 15 years over at Gleet in Japan. And I, I told him how, you know, how much of an impact that comment had on me and my entire career. And he was like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> we both had a laugh because I mean, it's really all because of Bushi initially. And then from there, uh, many conversations with like DJ Z and stuff about how like there's all these gods of base um, on the planet. We started making a list and then we looked at each other and it was like, well, have you ever dropped anybody, bro? I was like, man, never, bro. I would never <laughs> let that happen. He was like, well, you're the base guy. You got to call yourself that. And that's where it really started to become an idea of Mel. Maybe I should, maybe I should try this out and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I, I want to elaborate a little bit more on kind of the creativity you know, Jeremy bringing up the that spot that that sequence of moves, you know, with, with Jack Cartwheel. And um, I mean, you're you're just a super innovative performer, man. Like, no joke. My bro my brother, who I don't consider to be a pro wrestling fan, but he just is because he's around me so much. Like he knows way more than the casual fan does and watches a lot of independent wrestling just by being around me. And the first time he saw you, he was like, This is the smoothest wrestler I've ever seen. You know, like immediately and, and bro, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's and, just it's such a it's such a it's such a compliment. I've actually aimed my entire career 
to make people say that about my work. And you saying that to me is the biggest compliment, man. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely, man. And this is from someone who I consider to be kind of like a casual viewer. So it's like to, to, to get that kind of reaction from someone who's like not even that into wrestling, just being this is the smoothest I've like this guy's incredible. Like he immediately you, you stepped, you, you just stood apart from everyone else he had seen on the show, you know. And I and and I and dude, the first time I ever saw you live was actually, I think it was back. I was at a Glory Pro show in like the St. Louis area. This had to have been like five years ago or something. And um, dude, you always caught my attention, man. Just, just can you speak to kind of the, just the innovativeness of, of kind of your your whole approach to it? Yeah, was Naito on that show that you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so again, that was a, one of my first really viral clips. It was Trey Miguel and AJ Gray. And we pulled off, again, all from this crazy brain, we pulled off a pass from the ring, over the ropes, onto the stage, has scissors uh, from Trey Miguel to me. You know, that's kind of a really tight space, very risky, but I know that I can pull things off as long as I have the right people. It went off flawlessly. I mean, that was the, that was the clip of the year for us. Like, we were so ecstatic about how it was, you know, received by the people, but... Um, in terms of like just being innovative, I try to go into every match uh, and I want people to think, you know, what is he going to do next? Because, you know, you're going to look forward to a Gringo Loco match if I'm always coming up with something different. And I, I'm trying to make it can't miss, you know, uh, undeniable um, that you would ever miss a, a Gringo Loco match is where I'm, I'm generally trying to go in this business. Um, and I mean, you, you know, you have action figures laying around the house, you know, you got kids running around and uh, you just kind of play with them and see like what would be safely done uh, and never before seen. Uh, I'm sure you've seen like this uh, top rope reverse angle slam, right? And yeah. I, I don't know, I just like seen that it would work and I tried it and it was great. And Bandito was, you know, gracious enough to take it. And, you know, I'm starting to do that on the circuit now too, but there's so many things on the back burner, man, that I, I'm, I'm waiting. Uh, to debut, and I, I just got to make sure that they're completely safe because they are pretty gnarly. <laughs> so I just need to make sure that I'm not going to leave anybody hurt in the middle of the ring, and you know, just fully make sure that they, you know, I have their trust, they have my trust, and that everybody comes out clean and goes home to their families at the end of the day. That's what it's all about, right? So I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm always trying to be different. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the coolest things I think everyone anyone said on this show before. So you are creating all this stuff like you're like picking up like i mean i'm surrounded by action figures i'm 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 a collector so you're you're there like you're at home with action figures like thinking like yeah i could probably and like that's how you're actually coming up with a lot of this stuff uh, a lot of it is is mental uh i mean i do have action figures around here somewhere but i mean you know you just think of the moves that are always done right and then right. How can you put just a little tweak on it and then you do it you know, maybe like on the ring, you know, in the ring. And then you could think like, how could you make a super of that move? You know, I had just debuted that move a couple of weeks ago uh, with Mike Bailey in Montreal. And then I did a super one the next loop uh, in New York City. So uh, it's just like, how do you push the envelope safely? Um, you know, people are always looking for new stuff, especially, you know, the common fan is going to be amazed by the first reverse angle slam, right? But the real fan who's seen everything, I don't think they've ever seen a top rope, you know, inverted angle slam anywhere. So they're like, oh, you know, what what was that? How did they come up with that? And then you, you start to try to push the envelope even more, man. As these loops keep coming, you just kind of try to innovate. And I'm also surrounded by a lot of crazy maniacs, too. All these luchadors are out of their mind as well, man. Like, even with Vikingo is just insane. Like, he's – I might be here. Vikingo is, like, 
on the third floor of this building, man. Um, <laughs> just insane. I don't I mean some of these things that we pulled off at Warrior Wrestling a couple days ago. I said something as a joke uh, that I thought was impossible, and it happened in the match. So I'm sure there's a gif or a highlight reel being made as we speak of that match, and you'll you'll see a couple of the things that went down. It was insane. That's that's awesome. I yeah, I, I wanted to ask you to kind of like piggyback on that. How? Because I know I see you in a lot of scramble matches as well, like multi-man matches. Like how it, how difficult or like because you said like you're around like these these other just crazy innovative people out there that are grinding hard and and trying to also one up each other, you know, throughout. And like, how how do you put together these like these matches with you know, like six people involved or whatever? So you would think it would be difficult for the common wrestler. For me, again, I thrive off of it. It's like we have all these elements; they're all incredible in the ring individually, and we're all crazy. So we definitely make some magic here because there's trust between all of us. And um, we're just coming up with the best ideas possible, you know, for the people that night. I think that, you know, six intelligent wrestling brains is always going to be better than two. And they all have strong uh, parts to their game that we can add in addition to whoever else's game is in the match, man. I mean, you know, as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about Commander. Commander could do incredible things with Latigo, with Gringo, with Taurus, and they're all different and they're all incredible. You know, I can look at an element like Aramis or Ares. I know his strong suits. I know exactly what he brings to the game. And I also want to tweak their individual, um, you know, tweaks and, and stuff that they do in the ring to kind of suit my basing style. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always trying to make everybody look good. And while, while at the same time, which just recently, about five years ago, I started doing stuff for myself. And that's when, you know, this kind of Gringo logo era started. Uh, I had a talk with Taurus and he was like, you got to do stuff for yourself too. You're always carrying these guys. It's great. You're, you're perfect at it. Um, and he just mentioned to me, he's like, you got to get your stuff in too. So when I started doing that, man, I mean, belts started, you know, dropping into my lap, bro. I can tell you that. I <laughs> <laughs> right, got one more question about that real quick, Jeremy, uh, for, you I, know, I know you guys, but, um, can you speak a little more to your relationship with Taurus? Because he's like, I, I think he's still somehow underrated and underappreciated, but like every, Every single time, it's a banger. Yeah, again, he's super base, super innovative. Uh, he is a vet. He comes from originally CMLL. You know, his his basic fundamentals of Lucha Libre are very strong. Uh, he's very old school uh, in the way that he thinks about a wrestling match, was, which isn't a bad thing. Um, and he goes in there and he tears it up every time. And he's trying to look like a beast. He does, you know, pretty much in every match that he's had with me or with anybody else that I've seen him, you know, in PWG and – you know, I just had to, I, I tweeted out how great I thought uh, that three-way match with him, Vikingo, and Bandito was. I, you know, I only saw the highlight parts of it, and it was just incredible, the ideas they came up with, man. And I know a lot of it came from uh, Taurus himself because there were all offensive moves that he was performing. But, uh, yeah, me and him have a great relationship. Um, underrated, uh, I don't know if I would go that far because he has an impact run going on right now. I think he's one of those guys that, you know, once he decides to sign on the dotted line at the right company, he's going to explode off the planet. So, um, again, he's just one of those guys that has the passion for Lucha Libre, just like me, super base and innovative, man. He has all three elements. I, I want to circle back to Vikingo because he's rightfully getting a lot of attention now uh, coming off the the Omega match and was getting a lot of attention when it was he got his visa. He was coming to the U.S. and everything. But those first U.S. matches, they were dark matches. Even if the show was streaming, his matches weren't streaming. The first streaming match was against you. 
uh, at GCW, did you feel any any type of pressure of like, oh man, like we got to really show out here because there was a lot of hype coming in uh, to this one and you were basically trusted of like, this is going to be his first live streaming match for the US audience. Yeah, I just thought it was so ironic that the stars aligned, you know, dark match, dark match, dark match, and it, it aligned with me in front of him in the middle of the ring in Charlotte. Uh, for GCW, I thought it was, uh, it was, it wasn't surprising to me. I felt like that was what was going to happen uh, somehow. And it did, man. I mean, like I said, I think there was definitely pressure there, but, you know, him and I have been trying to work together for uh, three and a half years, probably pre-pandemic, man. And something has always come up, whether it's his injury, COVID positive, uh, travel issues. There, there's been a lot of times where him and I are supposed to work you know, wherever in the world, and it just never happened. And that was the first one-on-one, first streamable match that we've ever had. And I think it went really well. Oh, that was a fantastic match. I know you guys worked multiple times even even since then. You mentioned the the match at uh, Warrior Wrestling, the triple threat match that, that happened. Like, yeah, a handful of matches since then. But I remember when that was announced, and I think we we had that as one of our, our spotlights, Jensen, of mm-hmm. you, you and Vikingo, because it was for a lot of U.S. fans. It's like, oh, we're finally going to get to see Vikingo after after all this time. And look, if that was the introduction, you not only got to see like a great Vikingo match, you got to see a great Gringo Loco match uh, as well. So if you were going in there for Vikingo, I hope uh, a lot of fans came out of Gringo Loco of that match because I thought your performance was excellent in that one as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely uh, I felt the change in the Swift, you know, on social media. You know, the numbers started going up a little bit. And, um, you know, every time that I'm at the merch table, they bring up that match, you know, on how crazy it was. And, you know, he's doing step up 630s, which we now know that he did the same thing with uh, Kenny Omega. Like, you know, he he's doing this thing, these things on a regular weekly basis, which is insane to me. And he's coming out doing them flawlessly. So it just shows it just goes to show you how much talent the kid has. You've you've got the world, uh, uh, the world on Lucha. This weekend, it's uh, the second one, correct? Second World on Lucha? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last year was the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much involvement do you have? It, it's, it's your show. It's Gringo Loco's World on Lucha. But how much involvement do you have when it comes to putting the matches together, booking the talent, just everything that goes to that aspect of it? Uh, very hands-on. Um, I am picking everybody that you see on the card. Uh, together with Brett Lauderdale, GCW, shout out to him. You know, he's given me a lot of trust, a lot of freedom. Uh, you know, he believes in my vision for what I think a Lucha show should be in the United States, which is authentic, uh, you know, with some of the best wrestlers of Lucha Libre on the planet, man. Like, I'm so blessed to be a part of GCW and and to have this platform with my name at the forefront. I think that, uh, you know, this is only the beginning of of, of great things and putting it on a pedestal where it belongs because it's such a different art for wrestling, man. You know, it's, it's high energy, acrobatic. Uh, it, there really isn't anything close to it. You know, I, I respect American wrestling so much, but you know, people are really getting behind Lucha Libre, it seems in the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm great to be, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and, and just to have, you know, my finger on the pulse to bring all of these amazing talents to the United States. You're you're facing Psycho Clown. I know you guys have uh, wrestled before. Like, how excited are you to, to get back in the ring uh, with, with a legend like Psycho Clown? And by the way, the first match, yeah. classic, absolute classic. The first yeah. one. 
Yeah, so I don't know if you know about my weekend before that match, but I was extremely agitated and angry at, uh, you know, American Airlines. They had lost my gear bag uh, in Texas. They, you know, it was an ice storm. I had to drive, you know, to and from these cities, uh, had no gear, you know, so I, I had a lot of anger going through me uh, before that match. So the way that it came out, man, I mean, it's pretty, pretty legendary for my career, man. It definitely, I felt like, you know, it took me to the next step. You know, facing a legend, an icon of AAA, you know, coming from a legendary Lucha Libre family, man, with, the, you know, Munoz. And I think that, you know, for us to ha finally have this rematch, we've been trying to get to it. We didn't know what city to do it in. But to have the rematch on, you know, a show that I'm running during Mania Weekend, it just it just felt right. So um, I think the fans are, are really in for a surprise uh, when it comes to him and I facing off one on one. The the first match took place for for those who want to go check it out it was uh GCW if I die first I I assume that that show is on the the Fight Plus archive so people can go back check that out get get a little uh, appetizer for for what's to come this weekend between Gringo Loco and uh, Psycho Clown as I. that that's another just just how we're, we're, we're i guess kind of how that one come together um it's a pretty i mean it, it's a it's a match that i feel like everyone wants to see so i feel like it's an easy one to put together but like is that just you just being a massive fan and just thinking like this is going to be just great stuff between these two yeah so i've seen them face off you know in the middle of the ring in mexico a lot and one of their matches was rated five stars i happened to be there that evening and i just know that when these guys are on you know all cylinders magic is created, man. I mean, uh, the Kingo is the Kingo, obviously, but I think Laredo kid, when you want to talk about underrated in the United States, he would be the guy. Um, I've known him for a lot of years. You know, he's super innovative, been around a long time, man. You know, I was watching him on my television screen on uh, Galavision for AAA when I was, I don't know, man, like a child, like 12 or 13. And like, you know, we're best friends now. And it, it just seems like the right thing to do, man. I've seen him work. Now I think that, you know, the platform is set uh, the table is set for this crazy match for the American fans to see finally. I think you, you're a part of the uh, the DDT show as well. What what can fans expect from the GCW versus DDT show? Yeah, I think it's just going to be madness. I mean, I know there's a lot of Twitter chatter about them talking trash about GCW, and you know, I'm I I don't play that man. You know, GCW has given me everything that I have recently in my career, so. I think there's going to be, you know, hard hitting, probably some doors, probably some metal chairs, man. You know, if you're going to talk smack, you got to be able to back it up. And you're coming into our house in L.A., so that'll be a good one to watch out for as well. Yeah. The, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah. oh, I'm just going to say the um, I, I wanted to ask you something. I just didn't want to forget to ask this, but um, kind of, um, you know, we talked about your moveset a little bit and just how crazy this this weekend is going to be and, and how much we're looking forward to these matchups. I, I always keep an eye on people's move sets and like, you know, it's, it's always fascinating to me, like why people choose the finishing moves that they do. And you have, you know, multiple moves that you can go to. Um, the baseball, I think is obviously super impressive. And I love, I, I can't remember what you called, but like the pop-up Rikishi driver you do is just brutal as well. I, I know you've been using that lately yeah. too. Um, why, why those moves as your finishers? Like, why did you uh, go with those? Uh, I'm just trying to, you know, pick the most devastating looking thing possible, right? I mean, a regular Rikishi driver is like <laughs> insane, right? You're breaking a dude's <laughs> neck, he's not going to get up. So I'll pop you up with the strength of the base and then drop you and turn 
And by the time that you figure it out, you're looking up the lights and I'm already back in the locker room. I mean, that's the idea. The base, the base bomb is, is definitely, has definitely taken me, you know, almost all the way to Japan. I feel like that was why they booked me. I'm not sure about that. Right. But it just seemed like a crazy innovative move that I can show off my basing while still winning matches. Like before I would do that move and like, you know, the technical or the, the good guy would always like get the better of me. And I was like, well, you know, after that conversation with Taurus, I should definitely try to do it to where it's to my benefit. And then lo and behold, then I started doing it. And, it, you know, the sky was the limit at that point. You've mentioned some some crazy stuff that you've done and that you're always coming up with with different ideas. Has there ever been a time where you and you have to name names, but you pitched something and they were just like, I don't I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to do this one. Yeah, yeah. So last year at the World on Lucha, I was trying to, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to, um, I don't know if I should unveil this because it's still a possibility at some point, but it was going to be something that made me look like the Incredible Hulk, bro, or like He-Man, dude. And we were like half a turn away from it and it just wasn't happening. But luckily, 30 minutes before Doors, we were able to come up with those two incredible moments uh, in my match with like the crazy double head scissor that got the attention of Chris Jericho and a bunch of other people. Uh, and then the crazy one where they launched uh, uh, the guy into the head scissor to me or whatever and showing off the base God skills. But like, thankfully that happened. But I mean, 30 minutes before those doors, I didn't have necessarily the moment of the match. And I was, you know, kind of mentally battling myself. I'm like, dude, this is your first show. You're really just going to go in there and do Lucha Libre, which is cool, but you have to have like a moment. I think I go into every match looking for some moment it doesn't necessarily have to be with me specifically but a moment of the match so they say oh man that we remember that match that match was good so we lucked out last year and again i have that so many many of these ideas are on the back burner just cooking just waiting for the right moment right people to be paired with and uh, you'll see what i'm talking about in the future it's exciting how was how was your trip to uh Japan and wrestling over over at Glee. What was that experience like uh, compared yeah, to man, wrestling in the U.S.? Yeah, Japan is a dream, man. I think that like if if anybody's never been there, it's just so everything is done properly. Like the ring ropes are perfect. The ring itself is perfect for bumping. Uh, the fans are just they know when to react. They know when to not react. You know, there's no like uh you know banter from the fans you know talking smack to you it's just like they're looking if they enjoy what they see they're gonna clap they're gonna yell and then they go back to being silent i don't know man it was just like a dream come true to me you know i uh i had quit wrestling for a little bit uh when i came back from mexico and um i took a a, a family trip to japan and i happened to stumble upon a new japan show at, at cork and hall and you know, I saw a couple matches on the card that really did uh, bring me back to my career. I mean, I, I really realized that I enjoy wrestling so much. Like, what am I doing not wrestling? I mean, again, I was traveling the world, which is cool as hell. But, like, I wanted to go back to wrestling. So, Corken Hall uh, is significant in my career uh, in Japan itself because it brought me back to what I love the most in life, which is wrestling. So, I think that, um, you know, Gleet, the company... Uh, it's a very special place. You know, they have these really cool venues that they book. They have, you know, superb athletes in the locker room and you can't ask for anything else than that, man. Any, uh, any other like big takeaways from Japan? Like, uh, any, anyone that gave you some really good advice or just some other like moments or experiences that you really like 
you've held on to? Uh, you know, you just got to keep going forward. I was talking to, you know, Shima a lot. And I told him how, like, I've had a lot of start, stop, start moments in my career. And he was like, you should have never stopped because, you know, the time that you lost, you're never going to get back. Right. And I, I tell that to everybody who asks me for advice, whether it's on a podcast or at the merch table, I always tell them, you know, as cliche as it is, you know, never give up because there's a reason, you know, if you lose that time, it's not going to come back. So you don't know what could happen in the six weeks, six months or six years that you take off of wrestling. Anything could happen because I was out of the business and I came back and somehow made it to Japan. So and Mexico and Canada and all this stuff that's happening now. But you just have to believe in yourself. Um, and that's what I took away from Japan. Did, uh, did you go to Ribera? I did, and I liked it, but then I came back. I, we loved it. Me and Jack Hartwell went. It was fantastic, and then we came back, and they were like, dude, you were supposed to go to Mr. Danger, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, but Ribeiro was, like, awesome, and we had, like, two servings each, and we thought we were cool, but I don't know, man. I guess I'll, I guess it gets a lot – people talk a lot of smack about it. I don't know why. We loved that, it. We, were, we loved it. <laughs> that That is the bit of, like, Ribeiro is the famous one because it's got the Jack, but they don't actually have – the best steaks, like the best steaks are, are uh, everywhere else. So that is what everyone is right? says. Yeah. So next time I you got gotta it. you gotta go to somewhere else and see what compare compare there and see if Robert does have I got it. I yeah, got worked long. in Japan, it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. That's what matters. Um I got I gotta yeah. ask about this. You you wrestled Ultimo Dragon. I mean that that's absolute legend right there. What was that like? I mean, you saw the scenario that I faced him in, right? In Defy? Yeah. <laughs> like, T- that, was ins- that itself is... Yeah. That itself is insane. Uh, that was my <laughs> debut in Defy with Ultimo Dragon. Like, it, it's, 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 it's... I'm just still tr- trying to wrap my head around it because I've never been in that type of atmosphere before. It's the loudest I've ever heard a crowd in my life. You know, and he is super over. Estrella is super over. Nick Wayne is like the homeboy there. He's super over. And then there's me. And I'm like, well, I'm a little over, but not as much as these legends in the ring, man. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, um, the match went very well. And surprisingly, that was my second time in the ring with Ultimo Dragon. I had a secret one uh, that wasn't really seen uh, too much in Detroit for Ooh La La Lucha that you'll have to look up. And that was me and Sam Adonis versus... Uh, uh, Dragon as partner, but yeah, we had like nuclear heat that night. If you ask Sam Adonis if you ever talked to him on the show, we were like scared for our lives after the show. That's how much heat we got that night. But yeah, we we had a lot of fun both times, man. I mean, Dragon is an absolute legend. You know, he's got that incredible picture with all those belts. I'm working on it, man. I got three. I got about <laughs> nine more to go to fill up my whole body. So hopefully, I can I can either either reach that picture or surpass it, man. I never know what's yeah. possible. Let let the record show Cage Match does not have any record of, of you teaming with Sam Adonis uh, against Ultimo Dragon at, at Ula La Wrestling. Wow. So Cage yeah, Match happens. is even definitely out on this. <laughs> yeah. There's, I, there's, uh, I, there's, there's pictures of me ripping his mask all, all the, almost all the way off. There's got to be video footage somewhere, but it definitely happened. That's the new holy grail. Get out of here, Tom McGee. We need we need to get the tag team match at Ulala Wrestling. 
what what are some of your you know future goals that that you might have in mind whether it's you know you personally or for world on lucha maybe next year but just some some future goals that you might have yeah i definitely think that we're on something uh you know very successful here with world on lucha uh, just based on ticket sales this year um it's going to be a fantastic show i think I really enjoy Japan so much that I would like to go for a longer period of time at some point um, and just really immerse myself and work with the best that they have to offer there. Because I feel like, I don't know, they're just, it's a different vibe. It's a different style of wrestling. You know, they're very, you know, we're going to do this and it's going to be perfect. And it was like every match that I had was perfect. And I was just blown away by the talent. Uh, Japan would definitely be one. Um, You know, I'm in AAA now, so I definitely, uh, I want to have a hair versus hair match with Vikingo at some point. I think that, you know, he needs to learn exactly, you know, who has more experience in this rivalry that we have down there. And I think that, you know, with his, with him being as young as he is, he's, he's probably going to be bald soon. But um, I mean, other than that, man, honestly, I get asked this question a lot. I just want to keep having bangers everywhere and having you guys enjoy the matches that I'm in. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I have a question of, about uh, Ninja Mac, um, he's over there in Japan, and he's he's kind of doing what you're talking about. It feels like. Um, what are your opinions on him? Because he's another just super innovative guy that like had a, a really like fast come up. It felt like within the last few years. Yeah, Ninja Mac is great, man. I saw him while I, while I was over there for a little bit. Uh, he's always been fantastic. He's another guy that comes to the table prepared, ready, and with insane ideas. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but that sunset flip spot that he did with Dante Leon in Chicago, mm-hmm. just insane. It's just insane. Like I would never do that or take that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just different types of insanity, but it's all controlled. You know, he has he has a background in Cirque du Soleil, so for him standing on a ladder like that is just so natural for him. You know what I'm saying? So that's his strong suit. You have to cater to that um, when you're in the ring with him, like. I had my most viral video clip uh, with him, with the match that I had with him one-on-one in, in Atlanta. It was a top rope twisting powerbomb through a door that exploded brilliantly. I was there uh, live. I ended up getting – oh, dude. All right. Yeah, so center stage. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's go. Yep. Dude, insane. And it got like 11 or 12 million views. Insane numbers. Um, I have nothing but respect for, for Ninja Mag, man. Look at, look at all that he's accomplished, bro. He just wrestled in the Tokyo Dome like – you can't bat an eye to that dude. He's he's the man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He he was he was one of the first guests we actually had on the show when we started it. So we have big big Ninja Mac fans over here. Um, who who are some people that you want to give like a shout out to that are like kind of on the come up that people might not know so much about, like whether on the lucha scene or just like just like the the wrestling scene in general. Yeah. So there's a lot of up and coming talent. They're really young. They need to be polished. Uh, but I think when they do and they get the visas and all that, the Mexa boys are going to be a problem to be reckoned with. Um, they are super innovative for their age. You know, I think when I was down there a couple of years ago, they were 16 and 19. So they're a little older now. But these guys are coming up with stuff that we've never seen before. Uh, Rob Viper made two highlight videos of them and, like, set the Internet on fire. It was a, it was a week of just Mexa boy stuff. And even us as innovators, you know, RS, Gringo, all these guys on Amis, even we were blown away. We're like, dude, how, how are they coming up with this? So I think those two are definitely uh, some people to watch. I mean, there's various others, but it's just too many to count, man. I'm trying to filter them in as I can, you know, into the Lucha scene, but there's only so many spots on these shows, you know? 
Gringo, we, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, last one. We ask everybody this. I think we're going to have to start a new question. I might ask this here in a second, but coolest thing you have in your room. I see you got a lot of cool artwork behind you. Yeah, these are all the GCW posters and then uh, Chicago, you know, historic sites and stuff. Born and raised in Chicago, man. You know, very proud to be here. I've been here my whole life. Um, it's given me everything uh, that I have. But uh, coolest thing I have in my room. Well, I got this thing right here. I don't know if you've seen. Just won this bad boy at Warrior Wrestling, man. There you go. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, other than that, man, I got a lot of cool hats and stuff, but it's not really cool for a uh, a show like this. But I mean, you know, that's pretty much it, man. World Championship, World Lucha Champion in Chicago for Warrior. That's pretty dope. I always love the flex when wrestlers comes on. They're like, "This belt right here is the coolest thing." <laughs> yeah, have. it's like, yeah, 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 can't really, can't really top. That. We get it every now and then. Like Alec Price did, like his whole interview with his belt, like across his chest. We had Cole yeah. Radrick just oh, casually shit. just had it set up behind him. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, should, I definitely should have been doing it. I should have done the interview like this, bro. Damn, man, I messed up. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, yeah. I have one more. I have one more for you, and this is. I'm gonna start asking everybody this now. Hypothetical. Oh, dude, we don't have to actually make this a thing. Are you? No, actually, we are. Actually, we are. Okay. All right, we've been asking. We've been asking. We've been I'm asking ready. I'm this. ready. All right, sure. we've been asking. All right. Hypothetical. Who would win a street fight between Eddie Kingston and Cody Rhodes? Dude, Eddie Kingston, right? <laughs> He's from the streets, bro. Come on, okay. man. I mean, Cody's strong, but like Eddie is from the hood, bro. You got to give it's... Eddie Kingston the win on that. You don't think? Has anybody said Cody? Oh, the, this man, this man right over here, the, oh, the big man, Cody dude. fan. Hey, how, I mean, how listen. How do you it's three nothing for guests angry... right now, Jensen. I'm going. I'm going <laughs> double like takedown and just it's it's. I don't. I don't know if he gets off his back. <laughs> you know, no rounds, no rules. I'm just oh. saying. But listen, I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan. This has gotten so far blown out of proportion. This this one stupid question that came up one time. I'm sure you're familiar with John Mosley, aka Mose, and some commentary for GCW. He, yeah. me, and him came up with this this stupid question, and now every now I'm going to ask it everyone. So, yes. but on, but to be fair, I think I'm the only one who's taking Cody so far. It's I think everyone nothing. else is taking Eddie. So, yeah, okay. honestly, I think nothing. you're probably going to be the only one. From now, bro. I mean, hey, you can look at Kingston. And get scared <laughs> and imagine in a back alley, back alley, bare knuckles, ready to fight, bro. It ain't happening. I would this rather, is- I would, I would, I would rather fight Cody. I think though, still because like I think, I think Eddie would like, he would like really hurt me. I think Cody might be a little, take it a little easy, maybe have a little sympathy. I would, I would be terrified of Eddie Kingston. Absolutely terrified. <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. By the way, I need to make this clear every time we say this. Big Eddie Kingston fan right here. This is just a stupid question. I think Eddie Kingston would, would he, he obviously would destroy me in a fight. We're not that's not even debatable. So uh, I'll that. Right. Uh Gringo Loco, thank you for joining us. I know it's a very busy week for you. Uh let everyone know where, where they can find you at and, and everyone check out uh World on Lucha on Fight TV this Saturday, but let everyone know where they can find you at. Sure, man. Yeah. The Instagram is I underscore am underscore base God. I am base God, B-A-S-E-G-O-D. And then the Twitter is Gringo Loco OG because I'm an original gangsta. But other than that, uh, yeah, man, that's where you can find me, bro. 
thank you. Thank you again for joining yes, us on, on this week. Best of luck, everything going on this week, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, safe travels as well. And in Chicago now, safe travels getting over to LA. Hope everything goes smoothly there. Again, guys, go out, support Gringo Loco, support independent wrestling. Follow him on Twitter. Check out uh, everything from GCW, The Collective, this weekend. It's on Fight Plus. You get everything, but specifically, check out uh, the World on Lucha, Gringo Locos, World on Lucha 2. We got Vakingo against Laredo Kid, Negro Casas against Tony Deppin, Sexy Star against Dulce Tomata, uh, Gringo Loco against Psycho Clown, Los Macisos against Familia de Tijuana, Black Taurus and Los Vipers against Commander, Arez, and Aramis. It is April 2nd. Uh, it is on Saturday. Or I guess it's secondly Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, depending on where you're at in the world. But go check out that show and everything else on Fight Plus from GCW The Collective. Gringo, again, thank you for joining us. Safe travels. Guys, we'll be right back here on... We are back. Thank you again to Gringo Loco uh, for joining us on what's going to be a busy week for him. He's got a lot of matches at uh, GCW WrestleMania weekend, and he's running his own show. Once again, you can go over to Fight TV, Fight Plus. Go go subscribe to Fight Plus. Use your free trial if you haven't on Fight Plus, and then you get all the GCW stuff, including Gringo Loco's World on Lucha 2, which is Saturday or Sunday, depending on where you're at. But along with Gringo Loco, you're going to get Bloodsport, which uh, starts, which is here tonight. You're going to get Santino Bros, which is in a couple of hours. Uh, you're going to get uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break, GCW, Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F, a lot of stuff on fight plus go to iwtv they're streaming shows high spots is streaming shows honor club is streaming shows peacock is streaming shows a lot of wrestling to watch and it all kicks off here in just a couple of hours so everyone enjoy your week enjoy all the wrestling that you are going to watch this week uh take care of yourselves this week uh let's do a bunch of plugs and everything. Once again, shout out to Wrestle Rumble. Thank you to Wrestle Rumble for sponsoring the show today. We really appreciate it. I have a guest. Hello. She says hi. This is this is Ligia. She she is sitting in my lap and she was very comfortable. And now she she's not. This is my work buddy right here. Uh yes, you you hanging out? Say hi. There we go. Do you want to wave? This is Ligia. My dogs were on last week. Ligia is on this week. So uh, thank you again to Wrestle Rumble for, for sponsoring the show. We love them. Head over to WrestleRumble.com. Uh, sign up. Do the WrestleMania pick them. You could win $1,000 if you are victorious. You can also enter in for $1 their, their belt uh, belt drawing. So you could you know, those belts are worth a good chunk of change there. So for $1, you can enter into uh, the, the belt drawing over at WrestleRumble.com. Have it over to Fightful Overbooked in about 15 minutes. Our betting odds preview show will premiere. Myself and Jared Bailey run down the betting odds for WrestleMania 39. We make some bets. I'm very high on John Cena. Uh, I said it earlier in the show, very high on him. He might be headlining night one. Uh, I saw that come out. ESPN said that Cena and Theory's headlining. The graphic has Cena and Theory uh, is like the big showcase there. And it seems like it's still a little bit of a mystery, much like Evolution. The opener, headliner, not sure. Regardless, John Cena's winning that bout. Doesn't matter if it's opening the show. Doesn't matter if it's closing the show. John Cena's taking home that victory. Sammy and Kevin should should close the show. I think everybody knows that. All right. Bye. Bye, Legia. Uh, she's... She just leapt off my lap. Um, uh, so go check that out at 12 o'clock at noon Eastern, the betting odds preview show with myself and Jared Bailey. We got a lot of shows up on, on Fight Flow Book this weekend, a lot of watch alongs and, and things of that nature. 
right? Coexisting with Rob and Maggie tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we will have a new episode of Newsworthy. Uh, we will just a lot of stuff. Head over to FightfulOverbook.com. Support all the great content creators we have over there. It, it is much appreciated. Uh, you can go to Fightful.com. We will be working hard all week. Uh, I got maybe about seven hours of sleep last night, and that's the last sleep I'm going to have until about Sunday at 1 o'clock. A lot of coffee. Getting fueled up on coffee. If anybody wants to send me a bunch of Monster Energy drinks. Where's Vinny, Where's my guy, Vinny Pacifico? At Vinny, send me some Bang Energy. I know I know you're you're sponsored by them. Hook, hook me up with some Bang Energy for this weekend. I'd much appreciate that. Uh, it's going to be a busy week, everybody. It's going to be a fun week. Head over to Fightful.com. we got a lot of content coming. That exclusive content uh, from Sean being a down there in Los Angeles or over there in Los Angeles and you know doing a bunch of interviews and then just you know our normal kind of news cycle content as well head over to fightfulselect.com subscribe support that's the best way the easiest way to support us and you get a lot for the five dollars as well you get a ton for the five dollars I've been told no energy drinks if they're free maybe if Vinny Pacifico is gonna send us some energy drinks we're not just gonna waste those are you kidding me our guy, Vinny Pacifico, the, the great, I'm going to message him. I should send him this link. Like, hey, you want to come on and just talk WrestleMania? Uh, Vinny's great. Everyone follow Vinny Pacifico. He rolls. Um, send me some energy drinks, Vinny. Guys, feel up however you feel up. Coffee, energy drinks, other stuff that might not. Don't do that. Don't do any of that. We don't condone any of that. Enjoy your week, everybody. It's going to be a busy weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's the, the best weekend of the year. We'll be on the call. We'll be on the call with uh, Tony Khan later on for the ROH media call. I'll actually be there answering questions. Give me some questions to ask Tony Khan. I'm sure that'll go well. Uh, bye, everyone. Keep keep it locked. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Fightful overbooked. Fightful select. Fightful.com. Bye. Enjoy WrestleMania week, everyone. <laughs>